0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 16 of the Fanboys Anonymous group meeting podcast. I am your host, the owner of FanboysAnonymous.com, Tony Mango, and I'm joined on this panel by a fellow fanboy, Sam Lasio. What's up, Sam?
1: I'm doing great.
0: How are you doing, Tony? I'm doing all right. A little tired, but we got shit we got to talk about because we've been sleeping on this topic. There's a good little pun there. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, made that up on the spot. Uh, (laughs) Not too tired to not make up stupid-ass puns, but... uh, the other day, we ran into a situation where a bunch of huge news was announced, and uh, we didn't end up writing anything about it, really, uh, for the most part, on Fanboys Anonymous, so we figured that would end up being the group meeting for this month. That is that Sony has come to an agreement with Marvel. They are going to be sharing Spider-Man now. he's will be a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They're going to reboot the series. No more Andrew Garfield, which, damn it, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, But they are going to go for a younger cast. They're going to try to fix whatever you can fix with Spider-Man. Which, for the record, I'm just going to say this. Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2 have a lot of flaws. But I don't think that they were this series-screwing, horrible abomination like Batman and Robin.
1: Nah. I would put the best movie of the... My favorite of the two new ones was the first Amazing Spider-Man. And I'd put that definitely better than Spider-Man three oh, and yeah. I would even put it on par, maybe a little bit better to me than the original Spider-Man. I,
0: I mean, still it, think out of all of them, the, the first Spider-Man is the most structurally found movie, mm-hmm. uh, it's structurally found structurally sound. That's really <laughs> dumb. Uh, mixing that with film. Uh, but there's things about amazing Spider-Man two that I really liked. And if you guys want to hear our opinions about this, we did a review point of that back in the day. When that came out, my basic opinion about the whole thing was it was a fun movie that felt like I was watching a comic book film, and yeah, there's flaws, you know, there's things that they could have fixed, and they could have tightened up, but I think with those two films, it was mostly uh, studio screwing everybody over, than actually the movies themselves, so.
1: Too many cooks in the kitchen.
0: Yep. Spoiling that broth. That Spider-Man webby broth. (laughs) Uh, But Nonetheless, we are in a situation now where some of the Sony representatives are still going to have power, but thankfully Marvel is going to be like, no, that was fucking stupid. We're not going to do this. Kevin Feige is going to be in charge of a lot of this, and he knows what he's doing with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, you know, when you take out Avi Arad and you insert Kevin Feige, that's definitely going to be better.
1: Well, Avi Arad's still
0: involved. Oh, he is? Son of a bitch. Yeah, he's still involved. (laughs) I think the basic gist of it, though
1: is going to be... Sony has final say in everything that goes on with these new movies, but I think it's going to come down to Feige says, hey, you guys should do this. And then there's going to be a press release where Sony's like, we've decided to do this. Hmm. Where really, I don't think... I, they're going to listen to Feige, otherwise they wouldn't have struck this deal. Right. But they're, they're I think they're going to save face and like pretend that his decisions were their
0: decisions. Plus, I think that they are just kind of like their egos getting in the way and uh you're in a situation where they don't want to admit that they failed and amy pascal and the other people involved that it was their fault as opposed to mark webb and andrew garfield and all the other people like that so they're probably trying to figure out a way where they can look like the good guys and it can still be like well it's not sony that's at fault here it's just a couple people on the creative team and uh, I don't know one way or another we're in a situation where we're going to get a reboot. Uh, they have said that they want to kind of go back to the basics. They want him to be more of a teenager and they don't want to just redo the origin story, which thank God, I don't want to see a third one of those. Yeah. Uh, but now that gets us into the first topic that we're going to do here. We're going to split this up into five different segments. And if you're watching this on YouTube, there'll be five different videos. If you're on iTunes or on Stitcher, then you know you're not gonna have to do anything. It's just gonna go into each topic, and you know you're welcome for me doing that editing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first topic that we're gonna talk about though is one of the biggest ones, and that's gonna probably take up most of the time of uh, this whole first part. We're gonna you know throw in a couple other things in the meantime, but. When we're, people are talking about this rebate, uh, it's rebate, man, I'm just retarded tonight, aren't I? Uh, off this, the cuff,
1: guys, off the cuff. Yeah,
0: this uh, reboot idea, a lot of people are bringing up this argument of this is our opportunity to have Miles Morales instead. Uh, that brings us into this little debate, which is not even going to be much of a debate because we're both on the same uh, wavelength here. Peter Parker or Miles Morales? Who do you go with for the Spider-Man character? Do you take advantage of a reboot and do you do the Miles Morales incarnation or do you stick with the classic Peter Parker and we're both on board, Peter Parker all the way? Yep. Uh, What are your reasonings for why we should go with Peter Parker? Well,
1: a lot of people in the know of comics – always tend to say that the hero isn't just a man or a woman, but that they're more than that. Like They they, kind of did that in The Dark Knight, where it's not the man behind the mask that matters. It's the hero, and anybody can step up to that mantle.
0: It's what I do underneath it. (laughs) (laughs) It's what I do that defines me. That's how that feels.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I've always been of the opinion that there is only one captain america and that's steve rogers there is only one iron man and there is only one batman there is only one spider-man peter parker is spider-man i agree with a lot of the comments though that people say we definitely need more representation in comics a lot of the most popular comic book characters were created between the 40s and what like maybe the 60s into the 70s yeah with the exception of the 1930s giving us batman and superman but generally the 40s to the beginning of the 70s are where our major comic book characters come from and back in that day they were men and they were white that was just the way it was
0: and if they weren't they were like horribly in uh the racial spectrum of like let's make Luke Cage, but he's gonna look like we're trying to make fun of the black people in the 70s and stuff. Oh,
1: yeah. It, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. A lot of Asian characters in, like, the Captain America comics, oh, like, the Japanese people. Oh, my God. Like And the Mandarin. Like, you couldn't do that now. That's why a lot of our characters have changed over time. My biggest problem is Spider-Man is more of a recent addition to this for me, but... As long as you don't change the core aspects of who that character is, everything else is on the table to change. Like, a lot of people are complaining about the recent Jason Momoa picture, saying that Aquaman should be blonde. Being blonde is not core to who Aquaman is. Like, yeah, he's always represented as being a blonde-haired guy, Mm. but that's not core to who he is. You're not going to cast, like, Jackie Chan <laughs> as. Well, you're not going to cast him as, like, Black Panther. Because being black.
0: You might not. Is
1: pretty core. Now, Leanne, what do I know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I might. I want to see this movie.
1: <laughs> yeah. Being black is core to who the Black Panther is, being black is core to who Jon Stewart is. There's not too many characters unless, unfortunately, that character is a very racist character. Not many characters are core for being white. So you can play around with that. My only issue is with Spider-Man, and actually with Green Lantern. If you're going to change something, you don't make Peter Parker black, and you don't make Hal Jordan black. Because Jon Stewart came about... Because there was more representation with comics. They wanted a new black character. They made a new black Green Lantern. But once you make Hal Jordan black. It's like okay. Yeah okay there's thousands if not millions of Green Lanterns. But I don't know. Maybe I'm not getting the words across just right. Hopefully uh, you guys know what I'm talking about here. But like Miles Morales was created. For the purpose of more representation in comics. Now a lot of people... Felt that it was a publicity stunt, that it's like we're going to create a Spider-Man, and guess what, guys, he's black and Hispanic. Wink. Like a lot of people thought that's what was going on. Yeah, which, might as well
0: go with the trifecta and make him uh, gay as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Basically,
0: but um, he could have that's... a half sister who's paraplegic, and his uh, mom can be from the south, and his dad could be from the north, and like. <laughs> one side of the family votes republican one side votes democrat they're just like we're just gonna hit everything on here
1: and then there's the adopted gay child that votes
0: libertarian (laughs) (laughs) his uh, love interest is part asian part indian part you know it just this whole mixture they're just like let's just do everything
1: one is like asexual doesn't identify as a gender
0: yeah (laughs) one's transgender
1: (laughs) everybody represent everybody
0: (laughs) But, I
1: mean, if you want to change something about a character, like I said, as long as it's not core to who they are, go for it. But in the case of, like, Green Lantern, where you have a staple black Green Lantern, making Hal Jordan black, I feel, doesn't diminish the Jordan or the, uh, the Stewart character, but he became, like, a symbol of that back in the day that people could get behind like a black superhero that was actually prominent. He was in the Justice League. Like he was actually important. Instead of just being like token black superhero number two, like the Falcon used to be. So when you make Miles Morales perfect, you've created a new superhero, you've given him the title of Spider Man, but he's essentially he's a different person. He's got his own problems, he's got his own flaws and benefits as Spider-Man. A little bit of a different power set, too. So, he becomes more interesting in that regard. Once you make Peter Parker black, I feel like, okay, you had something special with Miles in that sense, but now you're just going to make Peter black too. Like, maybe being a straight white guy, I'm not getting it, but Tony, what do you think where I'm coming at with that?
0: I'm on board with the same idea and a little bit in opposition. It sort of depends. Um, I'm somebody who is really, really into organization. Not that I have like OCD or something, but it bothers me when we see a lot of like wasted space in different things. I've never liked the idea, for instance, that there are so many different flashes. Right. And if you take... Say, you know, Jay Garrick back in the day, first original Flash, is pretty stupid. Back when he was created, sure, you know, people were fine with him wearing a pasta strainer on his head. But, you know, Barry Allen is the main source of where Flash comes from. But I like Wally West better. And the reason I like Wally West better is because he's got more of a role in the Justice League than Barry Allen does as far as balancing out the team. You know, there's so many different people in the Justice League. There's – for the main members, I should say. You know, Batman is obviously going to be the human representative, and he's the smart, dark, brooding one. Superman is the god, essentially. Wonder Woman is that pissed-off, warrior, bitchy woman uh green lantern has struggled a little bit because he doesn't have as much of a role that's clearly defined and then the flash has even less of a role when he's barry allen because barry allen isn't the same as wally west wally west is the fun one and when you have barry allen in there then we get what we get in new 52 where hal jordan is the fun one well then what the fuck is barry allen He's like, just another guy, and you know he, what? If I have he's smart
1: like Batman, but he's not brooding and dark. He's just yeah intelligent but serious.
0: He's but... smart enough to not be an idiot, but he's not smart enough to be the smart one. He's not powerful. He is powerful enough to be like one of the most powerful, but that's clearly Superman's role. He's not dark and brooding. He's not a warrior. He's not a versatile one like uh. Green Lantern would be. He's not a representative of, like, an alien culture, like Martian Manhunter. Like, Barry Allen's just kind of there. He's so, not, like, the
1: heart of the team, either. There's no place you could put him
0: in. Right, like, at most, you could say that he's the heart of the team, and make him, like, the most compassionate one, but then that kind of makes Superman become a dick, because that's part of his thing, is that he's the ideal hope guy, and you know, then you throw in Bart Allen and Wally West and whatever, like, to me... When it comes to The Flash, I wish that they would just go, look, guys, I know that this is a rich history, but if we were going to try to do like our own ultimate kind of thing, let's just make Barry Allen have the same funny mannerisms as Wally West. And then you don't need Wally West anymore, because mm. Wally really isn't anything other than Barry Allen plus the funny side. Yeah. Bart Allen, fuck him, he's just completely pointless. Uh <laughs> But the same kind of goes for a lot of the other characters, and um, I want whoever can balance things out the most, and at the same time be a representative of what the core character is, like you were saying. So, if I see Spider-Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I want the main Spider-Man, which is Peter Parker. If I see Green Lantern in the Justice League movie, I want Hal Jordan. Now, true... There's Kyle Rayner, Guy Gardner, Simon Baz, or Baz, I don't know how to pronounce that, Jon Stewart, Alan Scott, which, first off, fuck Alan Scott the same (laughs) way as Jay Garrick, because those characters got revamped for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But you know what? At the same time, people will complain, and they'll be like, we need Jon Stewart in the Justice League. All right, how are you going to make Jon Stewart be useful in the Justice League? You've got dark-brooding Batman. You've got pretty much dark, brooding Superman. Guaranteed, Wonder Woman's going to be dark and brooding. You've got Barry Allen, who probably won't have... Well, they haven't actually confirmed that it's Barry Allen, I don't think.
1: Yeah, they just said he's going to play the Flash.
0: Yeah, so he might be Wally. I don't know about that. Um, He is either going to be the funny one, or he's going to be the same, just struggling to figure out what he's doing anyway. You've got Aquaman, who's going to be dark and brooding and a warrior and whatever. What's John Stewart? John Stewart is, it, it sounds horrible to say, he's the token black Green Lantern, who and, he, and he's dark and brooding. Yeah, he's kind of you know a uh, pissed off, angry, militant type of guy. Yeah,
1: he was a Marine, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, I think so. Like he's something
1: he's, like a, that. he's a serious guy. Hal isn't that serious.
0: Right now, Kyle is like this beacon of hope and stuff. Okay, well, if you're gonna give me Kyle. Give me Hal, because Kyle isn't as rich in the comics as far as, like, bringing on the Green Lantern story as Hal is. And if you're going to give me Guy Gardner, fuck you, I don't want Guy Gardner either. The reason I want Hal Jordan is because there's more to do with Hal Jordan, and he's a more basic representative of what the Green Lantern core is, and that's why I don't want any of those. Like, it has nothing to do with Jon Stewart being black, or Kyle Rayner being white, or Hal Jordan being white, or whatever, I don't want Rainer, Stewart, Gardner, Scott, Simon, fucking – I don't want Kilowog to be the goddamn Green Lantern in the movie. I want it to be Hal Jordan, and I want it to be Barry Allen, and I want it to be Superman. I don't want it to be Superboy. There were people right. that were saying that the new Batman in this continuity, what if that would be Joseph Gordon-Levitt? No, no, no. I don't want Joseph Gordon-Levitt to be Batman. I want – Bruce Wayne to be Batman, just the same as you know. I love the Dick Grayson character, but Dick Grayson is Nightwing or Robin, depending on when you go with. He's right. not Batman, like you know. Marvel Boy is not Captain Marvel, and Superboy is not Superman. And if you are giving me an X Men movie, I want Wolverine, not Dakin or X twenty three or whatever. Uh, so I don't want Miles, just the same as I don't want Miguel O'Hara, just the same as I don't want Ben Riley right you know and it's not just like well okay well what if you need more representation for you know the different races and stuff you definitely do but you can play around with certain characters and you can uh recast characters as different ethnicities and stuff but you don't do it and sacrifice the character right yeah exactly. what is miles morales going to bring that peter parker can't if Miles is the fun quipping kind of guy, as far as I know he isn't the same like that. I don't really know too much about a lot of that story because I just I didn't see the point in getting into it. Right. He's got no strong supporting characters, you know. We're going to talk in later parts of this podcast about who should be the villain, who should be the relationships and all that. Well, if you can argue back and forth of Gwen and Mary Jane and Liz Allen and Deborah Whitman and all that, how many people do you really have for a love interest for Miles? Right. And do you really want to see Miles Morales quipping back and forth with Robert Downey Jr. as opposed to Peter Parker where they can you know fuck around with like the Aunt May thing and they've got – you know, there's just a rich history behind that. Mm-hmm. So those are – Good reasons why. Uh, but that actually brings into another thing. I mentioned why not just have fucking Ben Riley if you want to do something different. Well, why not have Kane? Why not have Gwen Stacy? She's fucking Spider-Woman now or whatever they're calling her. Right. If you really want to complain and be like, well, we shouldn't just have the white generic male. Why don't I hear the same argument about Gwen Stacy? Or why don't we go with May uh, Mayday Parker and make her Spider-Girl? Or, for that matter, you know, people bring up the whole Michael B. Jordan thing for Fantastic Four. Which I'll say right now, Michael B. Jordan can and probably will be a really good Johnny Storm. Mm -hmm. What bothers me about it isn't that they cast a non-white guy to be Johnny Storm. It's that they had Kate Mara as his sister. And then now they're saying that, okay, well... To make up for that, we're going to say that she's adopted. All right, well, now you're going out of your way to try to explain certain things. You're creating more of a problem and then having to fix the problem. When right. really, couldn't you just go with, like, they're half-siblings? There you go, a lot easier.
1: Eh, in that case, though, half-siblings is pretty hard to explain when one is obviously a black guy and when it's obviously a white girl. Like, they're not like lighter and darker in their own regards looking a little similar kind That's of thing. but i mean you're right like michael b jordan could be great as johnny storm but like you said they, they go out of their way then to have to correct things about the character's history when they could have just made sue storm a black actress
0: yeah and you know what they there would still be people complaining and they'd be like you know neither of them are black and whatever like that a lot of the people complaining, and this is just the truth of the matter, a lot of the people complaining about that kind of a situation are closet racists. Yeah. And, you know, you can argue that Captain America cannot be black. You know, he pretty much can't be. He's Because of the, the time period he lived in. Right. But if you gave me, say, a black Charles Xavier, Okay. He could be black. If you gave me an Asian, um, hell, we're getting, Will Smith is going to be dead shot. I think he's going to kick ass at that role. If they would have cast an Asian, like in the role, or if they would have cast somebody middle Eastern in the role or something, go ahead. If he's going to be good at it. Now, if you go with somebody like, you know, we're going to recast, uh, who's somebody else that we can bring out there. Who's like an iconic character that they would never recast other than batman superman those kind of things
1: uh Uh, what about stark
0: you know even tony stark if they were to find somebody who wasn't a white person that could play the part i it would depend on the person of course no matter what because there's tons of white people that couldn't play that part you know it's not like it you know race has anything to do with acting talent but you know if you were to find somebody that could pull that off mixed or not then you know what sell me on the idea of who the person is. That's why I think Michael B. Jordan could be good. Um, he's got a lot of the mannerisms of Johnny storm and you know, I don't know too much about the mannerisms of miles Morales, but I know that Peter Parker has got a hell of a lot stronger of a story to go with. And it's right. the same kind of mentality of you go with the iconic person as opposed to the person that you want to be a political statement. Cause if you want to bring attention to, Okay, you can bring attention through good storytelling. You don't need to bring attention through just a superficial thing. That's one of the things that bothers me about this whole Ant-Man movie. Ant-Man to me feels like they went out of their way to screw around, play with the mechanics of stuff because they just – they wanted to do that 60s thing. And it's like, you know what? You shouldn't have just been so stuck on the 60s thing. I still think that movie's going to suck but
1: I- I'm still on the fence about it, but I'm still I'm still gonna go see it opening.
0: Oh, uh, no matter what I'm gonna see it, you know. Hell, I thought that Guardians of the Galaxy was gonna suck and I went to see that opening night. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, well, Marvel my
1: soul at that point.
0: Yeah. If you're gonna make a Fantastic Four movie, I want the Fantastic Four to be Ben Grimm, Reed Richards, Sue Storm, and Johnny Storm. I don't want Spider Man or She Hulk to be in the Fantastic Four, even though they've been in the comics. And I don't want Miguel O'Hara to be Spider Man just because he's been Spider Man in the comics. And I don't want a future Green Arrow adaptation of the movies or even in the TV show. Green Arrow is Oliver Queen. He's not fucking Connor Hawk. He's not. Uh, what the hell's the other guy that took the mantle? Uh,
1: didn't Roy take it at one point?
0: He might have, yeah. And it's like. But I mean, he's still like one arm at that yeah roy is either arsenal speedy or red arrow like he's you know i don't want anybody in any of those roles to be played around with because you don't need to do the exact adaptation of the stories in the comics but you shouldn't just fly in the face of them just to do something different like a lot of people are saying that spider-man should be a big part of the civil war thing i would have been fine if he wasn't
1: yeah they were gonna have uh black panther as
0: Yeah, and you know what? If they had an idea for how that would work, that probably would work.
1: Yeah. Well, that's part of the thing with this whole Sony deal, is that Marvel really didn't need Spider-Man. It's amazing that they have him. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. But the fact that they have him is just sort of like the cherry on top. Right. Marvel was making money. They had great movies coming out. They made Guardians of the Galaxy, the second highest grossing movie of 2014. They don't need Spider-Man. But now that they have him, all the better. Sony is the ones, they were the ones who were like hemorrhaging money and like dying with like blood coming out on the side of the road. Like they're the ones that needed the medical assistance, (laughs) not Marvel. Marvel just kind of got an extra little bullet in their gun. Sony having Marvel stepping in to help them is going to profit for Sony a lot better.
0: Right. And, you know, that you bring up another topic, you just reminded me of it. Uh, It's sort of a transition here, but a little bit um, on the same playing field. Sony was depending on Marvel to get them out of a rut because they were dying. Miles is a character that is completely dependent upon Peter Parker having died. Right. You know, Miles Morales doesn't just get to be Spider-Man out of the blue. He takes on the role because Spider-Man died. You know what? At the same token, Bane became Batman at one point. Do you want Bane to be Batman in the fucking movies? No. Right. And And,
1: uh, I had it described to me this way, too. If you go, we forget sometimes being so immersed in comic books, and anybody listening to this is probably going to be, if not immersed, familiar with the comics. mm -hmm. So if you go to any single movie theater anywhere, And you survey people as they're in the theater going to see the movies. And you say, hey, do you know who Miles Morales is? What, you're going to get two people that have heard of him? And if you say, who's Spider-Man? Almost all of them are going to say Peter Parker. Right. They're not going to know who Miles is. Miles Miles isn't the name drawler to Spider-Man. Peter is. Now, whether Peter is white or black, I'm still going to go see the movie. I'm not going to be upset. If I hear that they made a casting choice and it was a black kid, that doesn't bother me. I'll have my preferences, sure, but it's not going to be the end-all be-all. But if I hear they chose Miles, I'm going to be really confused and I'm going to think that this movie is not going to be what I thought it could have been had they gone with Peter.
0: Right. Yeah, in the same kind of way because I would be just as upset if they said that they were going with Miles Morales as if they said they were going with Ben Riley. Yeah. 'Cause it would be like, oh my god, you can cast the same person as Ben Riley as you would at Peter Parker, because they're literally clones, but yeah. I don't want Ben Riley to be my Spider-Man. Like just, you know, it, it doesn't work out that way. You know, right. I am totally good with changing the adaptation of some characters around. I'm totally good with recasting people a little bit if they they work out that way to get some more diversity in there. You know, you can even change characters' genders sometimes, and it'll work. If you would have told me that instead of, say, I don't know, like, um, I'm trying to think of somebody from the Spider-Man universe, instead of, I keep going to Batman, because Batman's always my favorite character. But, you know, let's say you take one of the villains, uh, Alistair Smythe. First name that came to my mind. Okay. And you made Alistair Smythe Allison Smythe. Okay. I'm not yeah. gonna complain. Like not a big deal. They yeah. did that
1: with they did that with Dr. Kafka and the amazing Spider Man too. Yeah. Doctor Kafka's a woman in the comics. They
0: made it a man. Yeah. And my deal. complaint about that wasn't, Oh my god, he's a dude. What the hell? That's that's screwing it all up. It was this guy's like ridiculously over the top German and I'm supposed to laugh at this? This is kinda stupid. Yeah. Like <laughs>
1: I I don't know if you would classify it as racist, but definitely uh, uncomfortable just how German he was. Right.
0: (laughs) But I think that this all boils down to, look, if you want more representation for different ethnic characters and stuff like that, I'm on board. Just don't screw up the source material. And if you want Miles Morales to be a bigger part of the comics when they reboot all this kind of stuff, dude, you can go ahead and do it. Make him Spider-Boy. Make him the sidekick. Yeah. Or you know what? Make him a different uh, Spider Man spinoff character. You've got yeah. like I wouldn't
1: I wouldn't mind seeing a Spider Man trilogy with Peter and say, Hey, now instead of do something similar in the comics. Don't just have like Spider Man and then there's a movie with Spider Man where he crosses over and then in the second Spider Man he's back. You could do it like Peter goes off to join the Avengers to fight Thanos. Well, while that's going on, Miles could still be in New York City.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of ways that you could do this kind of stuff. And the argument that I keep hearing from everybody that goes for Miles Morales is, is, yeah, but we've already seen Peter Parker before. You know what? You've seen seen Bruce Wayne before? I was just going to say, we've seen Bruce Wayne before. And do you really see anybody clamoring and going with – oh man you know what though instead of having bruce wayne how about we get somebody like a ben affleck and he just plays like as real (laughs) nobody's complaining about that so if you guys have a better argument for why miles morales should be in there and it isn't just i want to see a non-white person or i'm tired of peter parker definitely leave a comment below on YouTube or if you're listening on iTunes and Stitcher, leave a comment on the fanboys post itself on the article. Uh, but I'm highly doubting that we're going to get any of that.
1: Yeah.
0: And if in the same regard, if you're somebody who only doesn't want miles in the movie because he's not white, then dude, come on, it's 2015.
1: Right.
0: So, uh, two ends of the spectrum. If you're Pro-racist or anti-racist? You're both stupid.
1: <laughs> Would you say then that this is a color spectrum? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was good. <laughs> We're going to talk about casting ideas for different roles, mostly Spider-Man and mostly Peter Parker, uh, So what we should say, in the fourth part of this. But part one is pretty much uh, done and over with, I think. Uh, we are going to talk about villains in the next part so click on the next video or if you're on itunes and stitcher just stay tuned wait about a couple of seconds and we'll keep talking right after this welcome back we are on part two of episode 16 of the fanboys anonymous group meeting podcast about the spider man reboot that sony and marvel are going to bring to the marvel cinematic universe we talked in the first part of peter parker or miles morales essentially boiling it down to that we're going with peter parker uh So now there's more of a back and forth when it comes to our next topic that we're going to break down, and that is who should the villain or villains be in the movie? This is something where it isn't as much of you got to go with this. It's a personal preference, and it's things that are going to be weighed whether or not you should reboot and do the same characters or you should do something different or what. Um, I'm going to throw out a couple things right here, though, that I think that we can eliminate right off the bat. Neither of us are going to pick Big Wheel. <laughs> uh, <I laughs> well, doubt we're hold on, Tony.
1: To you can't speak for me on that
0: one. That's true. You might be going with Mr. Negative or Spot or something, but, uh, you know. We're like the
1: five people that keep screaming Shocker for some reason.
0: Actually, I'm going to make a, a case about Shocker in a few minutes, but. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of characters in the Spider-Man rogues gallery that you just can't do, and As much as you could do them on a TV show, especially like an animated show for kids, you're never gonna bring Stegrin into the film universe or the fucking hypno hustler. If we see, you know, a live action, Marvel cinematic universe adaptation, and Molten Man is what you go with then you're making the wrong decision. It's You know, you can go with a lot of different things here, and you can reboot the same kind of characters we've seen before. You can do different ones or whatever, but there really is only a list of about 20 characters that you can do. Um, so before we get into specifics about this, do you think they should go with somebody new, or do you think that we should redo some of the ones we've already seen before?
1: I would personally say let's bring somebody new. Spider-Man is one of the few characters... At least with Marvel, because with DC you've got Batman and characters that have like a very large, rich Rhodes Gallery. Spider Man is one of those classic characters who there are a ton of his villains that are not only famous, but cool enough that they've even crossed over with other characters before. They're not just unique to Spider Man. So, like, I mean, you can list off, right off the bat, five characters. I couldn't probably even list off five characters for Iron Man without like pausing and being like, oh, well, wait, yeah, there was that guy.
0: (laughs) Uh, It's doubtful. Like we mentioned in the first part, you interview people standing in line and go, who's Miles Morales? And they might not know if you go, all right, name Iron Man characters. People aren't going to be like, all right, there's Titanium Man and Madam Mask and (laughs) Crimson Dynamo. Spymaster. they're not gonna know all those. The unicorn, dude. Oh shit, unicorn's a fucking man. Like
1: but all you have to do is say, okay, name a Spider Man villain. Green Goblin, Hobgoblin, Kingpin, Spider slayer uh Doc Ock, Shocker, Mysterio, Rhino. Like you can literally mm-hmm. just go down, 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 and just Jamie start Fox.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would personally say because he has such a rich rogues gallery, that you go with somebody now.
0: I'm kinda going to go in the same regard here because I think that – look, if we're going to get a reboot, we don't need to reboot the same thing that we've seen before. And I do agree that some people are goblined out. Uh, we've already watched Harry in three – no, four movies. We've seen Norman in four movies, and they've been fighting as goblins in three of them. I don't need to see another Green Goblin for a while. And you know what? Since the Amazing Spider-Man films had set up this idea of Norman being like the Emperor, essentially, and they just never got to it, Yeah. I don't even want to see that either. Like, I don't want to see them have to build up a trilogy, because I don't want a trilogy at this point. Like.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't want just a one-off, but I would like to see a franchise, but mm. not solely just focused on Spider-Man
0: either. Yeah, you don't need to make this... 1, 2, and 3, and we'll we'll get into that a little bit with the uh, part 5 the future movies and stuff. Um, but if you're going with a new character, who would you want to see? Or characters for villains?
1: I would say when it comes to villains with Spider-Man, you need to, you're going to see the Spider-Man character in an MCU crossover film before you see him in his solo film since we're going to get the solo film being the second time we see the character, we still, at least to me, I would like to still see some crossover, considering he is a character that's in New York City. So he's in a character that has been hit by the Chitauri invasion from Avengers. So there's there's a rich pool that you can play with now, that you have a main character who's in that city. I would personally like to see vincent d'onofrio's kingpin who is going to be in the daredevil netflix series i would like to see him brought to the spider-man film and trying with his resources and wealth to replicate what happened to peter parker and spider-man and create scorpion
0: so you got kingpin is the overlord uh scorpion is the fight sequence essentially
1: yes as long as he doesn't die by the end of the Netflix series, which I don't believe he
0: will. No, I don't think that. I think that they're gonna keep him around for a long time because DiNozzo is a big enough name and Kingpin's a big enough character. Right. Yeah, you know? it's different if like they kill off like Stiltman or
1: something. Yeah, and and Kingpin is already because he's in the Netflix series, which is part of the cinematic universe. He's already in New York City, mm-hmm. so you don't have to reestablish him. You will for the movie, just for people who didn't see the Netflix show but you're not going to have to go out of your way to create this character because all you have to do is just pull whatever happens after the Netflix show is
0: over. Right. Now I like that idea of bringing Kingpin in there, especially cause not only does that give more of a tie into the Netflix series and more of a reason for people to go, ah oh, shit, you know what? I got to go check out that prequel essentially is what they'll look at it as. Yeah. Uh, but that brings in a totally different aspect of the Spider-Man series that we've never been able to see in the movie so far. We've, pretty much stayed to costumed comic booky type of characters in the Sam Raimi films and in the
1: Yeah, villains he could punch basically.
0: Yeah. And in even though he shouldn't have been able to punch Doc Ock. <laughs> yeah. Uh and then in the Amazing Spider-Man universe we've gotten the weird science-y offspring characters. Yeah. But we didn't see the mafia aspect. Spider Man has a ton of people in his rogues gallery that aren't really these, you know, science experiments going wrong. You've got the Kingpin. You've got Hammerhead. You've got uh, the. Uh, what do they call them? The uh, Kingpin's main crew. Shit. Oh. Um... There's somebody who starts with an F, and I can't remember him off the top of my head now. Uh, yeah, his main primary people, though, are. People that Spider-Man can fight with. From the 90s cartoon,
1: he was uh, really associated with Smythe a
0: lot. Yeah, he had a lot to do with Smythe and um, a little bit with like Silvermane. Uh, he set got- up the
1: Sinister Six.
0: That's true. There's the Sinister Six in that one, which they still want to do that. We'll talk about that a little bit later, too, because I still think that that's um, some kind of a mistake. Uh, Kingpin is somebody that I really think that they could do a lot with. Um, if they do go that route, I don't know if I would pick that for the solo film, though. I think that, uh, a good way to introduce Spider-Man in Civil War, which I don't know how they're going to do this. I don't know how they're going to balance out the search for Bucky, the relationship with Sharon Carter, the arguments between... Steve and Tony, Tony's story, because he's got to have some kind of a story in there mostly, Black I mean, Panther... from
1: Age of Ultron, like.
0: Yeah. Have Black Panther have a representation in the movie and introduce Spider-Man. That's a lot to carry in one film. and.
1: I really think the biggest mistake is calling this Captain America Civil War. If they just called it Marvel Civil War, you wouldn't have had to focus so much on Captain America because all reports are saying... This is still Cap's movie. Right. So, stop. Like, if you take the focus off of him, you could bring the other characters into the spotlight a little bit.
0: I'm curious what they're going to do with that, but I can't imagine Spider Man being established more than, like, you know, a quick fight scene or something.
1: Where he pops up, and then.
0: Because they're not going to want
1: to fight over him like they did in the comics, because he's literally brand new. While these Avengers have been around for five, six, seven years, cap 70.
0: So I would love to see in Civil War, introduce Kingpin, one scene, have Spider-Man fight with him and a lot of his goons. You know, you could have uh, the different people that, you know, Hammerhead and you could have Tombstone and- Or just have
1: him fight, uh, make Crossbones and associate with Kingpin. Because Crossbones is coming back.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Crossbones is going to be in this too. Fuck. Man, they have so many people that they got to do with this. Yeah. Uh, But I'd like to see him fight them. And the movie itself that they can spin off of that, Kingpin isn't involved. Uh, That way they can throw their reference out there. They can have uh, that kind of a thing. And if they want to go that route and have him in that cameo thing with Civil War, make it to where Spider-Man's brand new or not like brand new, not like it's first day. But he's pretty much just gotten started. He hasn't fought any villains yet.
1: Could be like he's either been Spider-Man for a few weeks, mm-hmm. maybe a couple months, but not like 2 years or
0: something like that. Yeah, just make it to where he's recently gotten the power and he's still looking for the killer that killed Uncle Ben. Right. That way he could trace him back to Kingpin and you know, Richard Fisk or uh Wilson Fisk. Well, no, Richard uh, is his son. Uh, You you can have him in some involvement in the uh, Netflix series. Maybe there's some kind of connection between them if you don't want to throw in Wilson Fisk or something like that in every little thing. You've got Michael Marco, which you could always make related to Flint Marco, which is really an overrated character. Sam Man is only in those movies because Sam Raimi likes him. Uh, you know The Enforcers, that's the name of the people that I was thinking of. Uh, big man is one guy. Like there's a lot of different people that he could be working with and Spider Man can just be fight fighting those people. And when you get that spin-off movie, I'm going Craven and Scorpion. Uh, Scorpion's pretty the same as what you had said. Somebody has to make Scorpion. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And in an attempt
1: to replicate what Spider Man is.
0: Yeah. Craven, I think you either have to put him in with somebody else that is like lizard or scorpion or something like that. Cause there's a good opportunity here to do something what they did with the ramy uh, the Ramy ones, but not to the extreme. One thing I did like about Ramy's films was Spider-Man never killed anybody. Yeah, but they did end up dying and you can kill characters off. I mean, you know, it's perfectly fine. You kill off Malekith. We don't need to see Malekith anymore. Right. Uh, but you don't need to kill off everybody. I think Scorpion is the type of character that needs to die. Uh, Craven doesn't need to, but he could. And I think a good way to introduce Spider-Man in that solo film, where you want to give him more of a backstory, and you want to actually tell the origin a little bit, but not go back the whole thing, is to kind of do what they did with the Incredible Hulk movie, where you just do it in like flashbacks and you kind of go through it like that. But you can do that by explaining how they're making Scorpion and yeah. somebody, I don't know who, maybe it's Jameson, maybe it's Kingpin, maybe it's Norman Osborn, whoever it is. I don't care. doesn't really matter. has to hire Craven to hunt Spider-Man and then Scorpion's created and Craven is also hired to hunt Scorpion. Maybe by the same person, maybe by somebody else, I don't know. You ha- kind of have like a three-way battle going on, which means you can have Kraven versus Scorpion versus Spider-Man versus Craven. So there's not that gang-up kind of a thing where you need two people to fight Spider-Man and how can he beat them.
1: Yeah.
0: Scorpion represents that like crazy side that Spider-Man isn't. Like, he does need to be rounded up. He's fucking nuts. Craven is kind of working on the good side but he's the villainous side of the good side and Spider-Man of course is like the true good guy but of course it's getting all shit on by Jameson and stuff like that so right. a lot of parallels between them and I think that that's a good way that you can kind of introduce some of the scientific side of things but you don't have to go with just like Norman Osborn what about the theory that's going around now that it's going to be Mysterio and Shocker is that actually going around? That's one of the rumors, but, you know, rumors are just rumors.
1: Taking that at face value, I've always kind of wanted to see Mysterio on screen. Like, hes he's got a lot of people that don't like him. I've always just kind of liked the character. I've just found him to be interesting. I did theater in high school. Kind of.
0: You know, I see where he's coming from a little bit. <laughs> but, um, I had a fishbowl once.
1: Yeah. Shocker. You gotta get rid of the costume. Like electro. If you're gonna do it, do like, it's stolen stark tech or something like that. Or like, just something that will kind of tie it in, but like, just a guy with gloves that shoot electricity or like, are sh- like, hit you and they can like damage you real bad. That, I don't see it as a threat to Spider-Man. Like, I know he is in the comics, but if you want to bring it into the real world, like a lot of the Marvel movies have done, where they've tried really hard to keep their characters grounded, a guy with tasers on his hand (laughs) isn't really a match for somebody who has their DNA blended with a spider. Like You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I just, I don't... Unlike Scorpion, who is... Literally could go toe-for-toe toe with him. I, I just don't see the Shocker as being the muscle character. Like... I don't know. I know Mysterio you mean. and Shocker is an odd combination, so...
0: And to me, neither of them has a story to tell. Yeah. Like, I would rather see... Them incorporate both of those into the Sinister Six.
1: Yeah, they work better on a team. Mm-hmm. They don't really do well as one-off villains. I mean... Unless it's in the comics. Then, okay, one yeah. issue where Shocker is robbing a bank and Spider Man stops him. Okay. But not a feature film. Unless you're going to do something like Sinister Six.
0: I want to see, and again, we'll talk about this in part five with the Sinister Six movie. I want there to be a Sinister Six movie, but only as the villains of a Spider Man movie. I don't want a spin off film. And if you give me Sinister Six and you give me the six that I would want realistically, I want Doc Ock leading the team. I want Mysterio, Vulture, Shocker, and either a combination of Sandman and Hydro Man or Rhino and maybe Electro or something like that. Like, But I want... The characters that can't stand on their own. Chameleon, you know, pointless for Chameleon. right? He's not going to put up a fight.
1: Yeah, because if you have too many super powerful villains, mm-hmm. then it becomes unrealistic that Spider-Man would even win.
0: Right. I want to see a movie where you've already introduced Black Cat and she could team up with him, and you've got... I still say that one of the biggest mistakes that they'd ever made uh, in the films is they should have gone with Hobgoblin, for Harry in Spider-Man three, instead of Green Goblin wearing a fucking whatever the fuck he was wearing,
1: like a skateboard. Like a yeah,
0: screw that. He should have been Hobgoblin. Yeah, uh, but you know, bring me Venom working with him or bring me Hobgoblin working along with Spider-Man or something and Black Cat and make to fight the Sinister Six and make it like this big blow-off movie but you gotta give me the people like Vulture and stuff who can't hold a film on their own
1: but you know what, even some characters you can't hold a film on their own, I still wouldn't want to see in the Sinister Six like he works in the comics real nice but don't put Chameleon in the Sinister Six movie you know what yeah. I mean? Like that's one of those villains that's like you don't need him
0: No, if you're going to do a chameleon movie, it's going to be a bore because he's going to pretend to be Spider-Man, and we already know the story.
1: Right. Uh, And anyone who doesn't know the story, like I said, like
0: surveying
1: moviegoers, we represent like the 1% to 5%. The other 95 to 99% isn't going to know who chameleon is and are going to look at that movie like, so what did he do again?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's the same reason why you can't have Beetle as the villain. People right. would be like, oh, he's fighting Iron Man? No, that's Beetle. Uh, well, wait, Beetle? That's, why is he that called- sounds stupid. Like, He doesn't look like a Beetle. What do you think about this idea, though? There are two other suggestions that I've heard from people. One of them I would rule out immediately, and one of them I would go, eh, I don't know, maybe, but wouldn't put a whole lot of stock in. Uh, some people are saying go with the clone saga Make Jackal and like doppelganger and kane and all them That's... as much
1: as as much as it's amazing to think about because i love comics and i love spider-man i still gotta think about like sony and marvel studios are putting out this movie to everyone mm-hmm. and once you start getting into clones yeah <laughs> and who's the real spider-man and that's I just feel like that's going to confuse people. Yeah. Like it's it's the same argument as like Batman Beyond. Like wow, that'd be really cool if they made a Batman Beyond movie. And then like my neighbor who lives down the street might like Batman and it'd be like, "Wait, so it's like the future and Batman's a kid?" Like it right. we, we forget that even though we think it's a good idea, it might not translate to a movie that may or may not be good but people aren't going to want to see
0: Mm. you can't treat the film universe as an animated spin-off movie like what dc does right so that's why i'd rule out clone saga but i do have a little bit of credibility to throw out there for the other suggestion that i've heard morlan if you bring out that idea of him having this like totem and you've got silk and Morlin and you know, the the whole, like, I guess you could say, like, the mythology behind him and all that, that might be an interesting direction to go. To me, you can't go without the first movie, though.
1: Yeah. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about Moreland. What they could do, I mean, this would obviously just have to be a setup for other characters. You could go with Morbius, and possibly now that Blade is back with Marvel, set up like a Blade either Netflix series, spin-off movie,
0: whatever. I'd rather see Morbius just in that. I don't want to see him in Spider-Man. I've never liked the idea of Morbius being a Spider-Man villain. Mm -hmm. Kind of the same as how I don't like aliens in with the X-Men. Yeah. You know, like when people start talking about the gem of Sidorak and they're like, well, you know, he's not actually a mutant. He's got this magical gem. Fuck you. Just make Chuggernaut a mutant. (laughs) Don't make me have to sit through Spider-Man versus a goddamn vampire. Especially not the vampire from the animated series because, Jesus, that was <laughs> it. What, what was the woman your... he was after um, in the 90s cartoon? I like, should know I... this because he repeated it constantly. Yeah.
1: Was it Felicia?
0: It might have been Felicia. Was it Felicia Hardy? It should, if
1: it was, it was like Felicia. <laughs> and it was like you're really trying to be Dracula
0: now. Right. And they couldn't have him say blood, and he couldn't bite anybody, so he had to suck plasma out of its fingertip suction cups. Which is,
1: yeah, and <laughs> like how scary. Carnage would like – he wouldn't drink the blood out of people. He would like absorb their life force or
0: <laughs> Yeah, that was so stupid. So if you're going to go with two different sets of villains here, how do you introduce Spider-Man in Civil War? How do you introduce him in his own film? What are the villains – what would you break it down to?
1: I would break it down to – have none of his villains in the crossover because that's just going to muck up Civil War even more. You're already adding in another character to their legion of characters, which some people complain about. But, I mean, look at X-Men Days of Future Past. Right. That movie didn't feel crowded and it had, like, mutants. But make Spider-Man just – he gets in the crosshairs of what's going on and just gets sucked up into what's happening and then for his spinoff movie, introduce Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin, have him see Spider-Man swinging around and try to replicate that and weaponize it, and he creates Scorpion based on that. And then you've got Kingpin and Scorpion and the mob versus Spider-Man.
0: And I'm going to go with Kingpin and the Enforcers and the other people like that in the crossover Civil War movie. And then Craven and Scorpion in the solo film. So we got, you know, Kingpin and Scorpion in both. So yeah. hopefully they don't just go, hey, fuck you, we're going with Doc Ock. Or like. Well, now know. we're going Black Cat. Yeah, oh, God. Uh, well, you know what? That's going to bring us into part three. We're going to talk about friendships and relationships in the movie. Should we have Mary Jane, Gwen Stacy, Black Cat, the Osborns, the Brocks, you know, a lot of different things like that. Stay tuned, everybody, and click on that next video if you're watching this on YouTube. We will be right back. Welcome to part three of our discussion on the Spider-Man reboot that we're going to be getting with Sony and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We've talked about, should it be Peter Parker or Miles Morales? We talked about who should the villains be that we should see coming up soon. Obviously, we ended up going with uh, Hypno Hustler and Big Wheel. But uh, if you hadn't checked out those two parts, go ahead. Part one, part two are up there for you to go back and listen to that's going to take us into another aspect of here we've got villains out there that we can kind of play around with we've got peter parker instead of miles morales but a big aspect of the spider-man series which have been huge in the movies and apparently they're going to be toning down a little bit thank god is the relationships uh spider-man has a couple people that he kind of has as his one true love. And it sort of depends on when you grew up and what you watched that got you into Spider-Man or what you read that got into Spider-Man, or different personal preferences of what people like. Uh, he's sort of like Batman. Batman, for those who don't follow Batman or for those who need a little refresher, he pretty much only has a couple people. But there are a lot of different options. I mean, you've got your Catwoman, and you've got your Talia, and you've got your Vicky Vale. Those are pretty much the three main ones. But then you've got your Jezebel Jets, and you've got Julie Madison, and you've got... My god, I could go on and on and on. I'm not going to do that. Spider-Man is in the same kind of regard. There is no Lois Lane that he has to be with 100%. A lot of people think it should be Mary Jane Watson... And he has been married to Mary Jane. Makes perfect sense. But some people think that Gwen Stacy is his one true love. And the only reason that he's not with her is because she's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of a a downer. But other people think it should be Black Cat. There's people that make arguments for Betty Brant. Carly Cooper is somebody who he's been dating in the comics before.
1: Damn, I haven't heard that name in a while.
0: Yeah. He even dated Liz Allen for a little while. Deborah Whitman... Uh, I can't remember this person's last name, but it was Indira Jemani or something like that from yeah. the one animated series. There's and a lot of different options. We won't see it in the Marvel
1: films because Fox owns the rights. But he even dated Kitty Pride.
0: Yeah, the Ultimate series, he was dating Kitty Pride for a while. And, you know, there's a lot of different options you can go with. But yeah. I would say there's probably only five that really have a shot. And you can even boil that down to there's really only three. Um, Yeah. You know, maybe Betty Brant, maybe Carly Cooper, but you're essentially boiling this down to, is it going to be Mary Jane, Gwen Stacy, or Black Cat? Uh, Felicia Hardy, for those counting that. Who do you think that we should be getting for this? Do you think we should even have a love interest, or should this be just pure Spider-Man kicking ass, or what?
1: Well, you're not going to like my answer to this, but... You could probably get into some territory that Marvel hasn't gotten into yet, which is
0: Miles Morales. <laughs>
1: yeah, as the love interest. <laughs> what one thing that Marvel's been doing lately is they haven't just been making comic book films. You had a period piece with Captain America. You had or you had a political thriller with the second Captain America. So good. You had a you had a space opera with Guardians of the Galaxy. You had sci-fi with Thor the Dark World. It's not just that it's comic book. It's a genre film that just also happens to be a comic book-based movie. One area they can start getting into, because honestly, let's face it, they make money, is teen drama. People love Hunger Games, they liked Divergent, from what I can tell. Uh, Twilight was a huge hit. I'm not saying make that, but Spider-Man. But you could like not so much the love interest, but you can really play up that this is a high school kid with high school drama, with high school problems, who escapes all that by being a superhero. Mm-hmm. And you can make you can start breaking into the teen film industry with, with Peter Parker now as far as the love interest I'm going to say that if you want to do teen drama if that if you did go in that direction do what they did with the Angley Hulk when they were making the 2008 Where well, the Ang Hulk was not canon it was not part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe sorry to those of you guys listening that still for some reason think it is but it's not but when they did the 2008 Incredible Hulk, they didn't do the origin and stuff because they knew you had already seen the Ang Lee movie. It was only five years. So they kind of just like, alright, you know that story, so let's just go with where is the Hulk right now. You just saw Gwen Stacy die. You just had two films with her. ...as the beloved love interest by fans and critics and everything. Depending upon how young they make Peter... ...if they make him old enough... ...you should introduce him where Gwen is already dead. That that was his girlfriend... ...and he failed and he didn't save her and she died. The reason why I do that is because if you do Gwen Stacy again then it's still going to be years and years and years before we see Gwen or before we see um, Mary Jane on screen again. And if you go right with Mary Jane, you're going to not confuse people, but you might upset some people who would have liked to have seen Gwen Stacy back again. So I say maybe do like a flashback with his origin a little bit, play around with that he had a girlfriend named Gwen who died because of him, maybe. But you introduce Mary Jane in the film. And for the love of God, if you cast somebody like Kirsten Dunst again. (laughs) Oh my God. But I think you would agree with me. I think people listening would agree with me. And for people who have no idea what I'm talking about, I think it would just be a cute little throwaway line. But he's got to meet her, and she's got to say, Face it, Tiger, you just hit the jackpot.
0: Oh, you got to throw that line out there. Got to do it. They didn't
1: do it in the Raimi films, and they just didn't get the opportunity to in the Web films. I feel like her time is now. And please, for the love of God, don't cast Shane Lee Woodley.
0: Yeah, she's not. You know, Shane Lee Woodley's got her positives and negatives and stuff like that. She could play some kind of a comic book character, she's not Mary Jane.
1: Right. And a lot of people were saying that she wasn't attractive enough to be married, Jane, like they were complaining about her chest size or whatever. I'll I'll have some agreement with that. Like I'll see I'll see that argument. I'm not gonna wanna go into a Spider Man movie where he's supposed to be sixteen and his girlfriend is sixteen and I'm sitting there like eye humping her. Right. (laughs) That's gonna make me a little uncomfortable. But you have to do it in such a way that it's obvious to the viewer that this is a girl who is out of Peter's league. Mm. Like you don't need to make her a porn star or a supermodel, but you make her an, a, a very attractive young girl who, just looking at her, you're like, all right, she's the popular one, and Peter ain't got a shot with her. Right. I feel like that's what they need to do with these new movies. I, if you did Black Cat, sure. Make it like Batman, where he's got Talia, but then he's got Catwoman. But I wouldn't see Black Cat as the love interest, especially if they're not going to play it up as most of the movie, like the web movies do.
0: That's where this gets interesting to me, because they have specifically said they want to go back to high school, which yeah. I'm fine with. You know, Spider-Man's a high school character. He's aged over the years, but you can't just have him start off at 30, you know. I can't see Black Cat being the love interest. Partially because of the age factor. I mean, Black Cat is essentially a sexual character. Yeah. You know, the main thing people know about Black Cat is her chest.
1: And so, the skin tight outfit.
0: Yeah, so if you're gonna have somebody who's supposed to be playing a relatively young, you know, teenage and not 18, but like 16-year-old Peter Parker. I don't want to see a 16-year-old year girl with porn star uh, tits popping out. And, exactly. you know, if I was younger, I definitely would. And if you cast an 18- or older-year-old actress to play the part, well, you know, I'm going to be paying attention. But, like... But at the same time, that's just going to be really uncomfortable, and there's no way that you can have somebody, whether she's a part of the same high school or not, in that kind of a role and not get heat. Right. Now, you can have Black Cat in the future, you know, when Spider-Man's already getting into college and stuff, because once you hit that college level, then you can start getting into a bunch of depraved shit, and people are okay with it. But you also can't, at the same regard, have Betty Brant unless you make her some kind of like a a little intern that is in the high school, instead of her actually being a legitimate secretary or administrative assistant. There you go. I said it, uh, Mm -hmm. to J Jonah Jameson. You know, you can't have Betty Brant be a 30 year old flirting around with a 16 year old Spider-Man. So even if she was 25, it's still 10 years difference. And it's, statutory rape (laughs) like we're not going to do a situation like we did with transformers where you specifically have to go no under this law it's actually okay no that's creepy uh i think you are really only limited to mary jane gwen or somebody like a carly and you know what carly cooper i don't care if she's like one of the newer ones where it's fresh and interesting or something i don't care about carly cooper yeah and Liz Allen should be a bitch. you know. There's a difference between the bitchy, hot, popular Liz Allen and the hot, popular Mary Jane. You want to do that popular angle? You go with Mary Jane. Yeah. The Gwen thing that gets me is I don't want to see them build up to Gwen's death again. But I don't want them to just say that she already died because then that implies that Spider-Man's been fighting other people so mm, good point i'm kind of in a weird boat here where well i'm
1: pretty sure when he met mary jane she was when stacy wasn't dead so if you want to even play up the whole team drama thing mm-hmm. now you've got his ex-girlfriend maybe they're not dating anymore and now there's the new girl and you even can get like a triangle thing going on
0: that's what i was going to suggest uh i don't think that it's As amazing of a series as a lot of other people do, but the spectacular Spider Man series where they made Gwen like the nerdy best friend of Peter, Mm -hmm. I think they should go that route. Gwen can be kind of one of his best friends because, you know, Spider Man's supposed to be, well, Peter Parker is supposed to be a bit of an outcast, but he's not supposed to be a total goomer. (laughs) Yeah. He's a kid that gets picked on. And still has enough of uh, life to him that he can have some friends and he can go out as Spider-Man and he can vent his frustrations and stuff. But he's not like the type of kid that goes all Columbine. He's yeah. got to have some friends with him. And that's another thing we're going to get into in a minute is who should be his friends. But one of them I think should be Gwen. But I think the main love interest has got to be Mary Jane. Yeah. Most people are familiar with Mary Jane. You can cast – a really pretty actress in the role. So that's going to get the young people really interested. Maybe somebody like an Emma Roberts could play that part. I don't know. Then you're starting getting into age and acting talent and stuff. Right. We'll get more into casting ideas later on too. But um, I think you got to get with Mary Jane and hold off on Black Cat. All the other people, Deborah Whitman and stuff, nobody gives a shit about them. I don't know. At at the very least, I think this boils down to they should downplay the relationship angle and not Mm -hmm. do what they did before. Because if they make these movies the same as the previous two series, where they're all about Spider Man and his love interest, we've seen that before. Right. Give me more of Spider Man fighting people. And, you know, he doesn't have to be just like completely barren from any kind of a love story, but maybe Mary Jane's not the second most important character of the whole damn thing, <laughs> you know, kind of make it like yeah. the captain America side of things. We got an entire captain America, the winter soldier where at most the love story of the whole thing. If you don't count Bucky <laughs> <laughs> is that he kisses black widow in one scene. And since he feels uncomfortable,
1: or Black Widow is trying to say, like, hey, I'm trying to find you a date. Right. And then at the end, like, hey, check out that uh, Sharon girl. Like, there and... you go. There was no love
0: interest in that movie. But mm-hmm. And it ended up being have... an awesome fucking movie. One of the best comic book movies ever. Yeah. You didn't have to shoehorn a romance between Black Widow and him. So you don't have to do that with this either. So. You want to know what romance I felt was actually really good on screen? was the one in Guardians of
1: the Galaxy. Because even though Quill was trying to force things with Gamora, it wasn't the main focus of the movie. It wasn't even a subplot of the movie. But it was a little flirting here and there that eventually, by the end, became like a respectful, like, yeah, you know what? You are a good person, kind of a thing. It wasn't like the main focal point of, Peter Quill's girlfriend is Gamora that kind of
0: thing right i actually like the relationship between tony stark and pepper Potts in the movies too
1: that one is really good but i don't know how you would play that with spider man no
0: nah, that's you know completely different types of characters but
1: oh well yeah but i mean like it's a good balance somebody act. somebody who's constantly there by his side but like, like you know what i mean like yeah. unless it's like you said with gwen stacy being his best friend and it's like they're best friends, but there's obvious tension between the two. Mm. And then by the end, they're like, back
0: Because <laughs> it's high school. Right. Uh, but you know what's weird about that situation? Um, I think that if any of the Marvel movies got it wrong, wasn't Iron Man, for the love interest kind of thing, wasn't Iron Man, wasn't even Incredible Hulk. Because there's a reason for Incredible Hulk to have that. You know, he's the one that ground. uh, She's the one that grounds him and stuff. Thor is the one that has a problem.
1: Thor is a huge problem.
0: Yeah, I don't want no chemistry
1: between the two at all.
0: No, I don't want a film where they build it around. Like we've got to have a a relationship here. It's like like
1: star-crossed lovers, but they don't really have any sort of anything on screen. It's literally just two characters standing next to each
0: other. There's much more between Sif and Thor than there is. You know, Natalie Portman and Chris Hemsworth. And I love Natalie Portman. And I, I blame you know, Chris and Hemsworth.
1: I blame the writers.
0: Yeah. It was shoehorned in the first one. The second one, they just needed to do it because they already did established it. You know, it's stupid. but
1: They really did not need to make her the carrier of the ether.
0: No, they shouldn't have had her that, in there entirely.
1: <laughs> that, that's another discussion.
0: Yeah. At the very least, they should have gotten rid of uh, Darcy. Um,.
1: Or made Darcy the love interest, because
0: I'm kind of obsessed with <laughs> Now, that'll bring up a different topic, though, for this, and that is, if you're gonna have the love interest kind of thing, you need some friends for Spider-Man, because he can't just be a fucking loner the whole time. God damn, right. that's depressing. Uh, and he can't just be talking to uh, Aunt May, <laughs> either. Like, Aunt May and whoever his love interest is, they can't just be the two people in his life. So... There's a couple of different people that have been friends with him in the comics, but mostly it depends on these three. And again, we balance it out too. there's three major choices you can go with. Harry Osborn, Eddie Brock, and Flash Thompson. Flash is obviously the bully side of things. I think you would be in agreement with me. You need a bully in this high school scenario, it's got to be Flash. Yeah, it's got to be. So, For Flash those of can... you who
1: don't know, this is not very Allen.
0: Yeah. Flash can get his redemption. You know, I loved how in Amazing Spider-Man they made him actually become, uh,
1: like, not friends with Peter, but he, like, became humbled by the end because he liked Spider-Man so much.
0: Right. Like, there was a reason for them to do that, and I really liked that. Um, so, what do you think? Should we go with Harry? Should we go with Eddie? I think there's no way not to have Harry in it.
1: I mean it's a staple of it that it's like don't have Green Goblins the villain, we were both on agreement with that. But you can't have Spider Man without Oscorp. And you can't have Oscorp without Harry and you can't like you there's no way around it. Like Amazing Spider Man, they tried to like get around it by saying Harry was off of boarding school. But I really think Harry needs to have grown up with Peter. As, like, that was the one friend he had when he didn't have any friends. And then, like, Peter humanized Harry by, like, making it so he's not just the rich kid that has no friends. But then Harry kind of humanizes Peter as in he's, he's not just the nerd with no friends. Like, they kind of became each other's friends.
0: Right. I go feel with like, Harry 100% too.
1: Yeah. There, I don't think there's any way you can not do that. And I mean, yeah, this is high school, but most people didn't have just one friend in high school either. So you can have Eddie Brock in there. I kind of... I did not like what they did in Spider-Man 3. Not just even the casting choice, just the character. I just did not like him.
0: Two for I Grace think, would have been a damn good Spider-Man, though.
1: In his youth, which I mean, he's not old, but I mean... Back when he was like starting out on that seventies show, then he could have been Spider Man.
0: He would have killed it.
1: Oh yeah. Better then, than Tim McGuire. Yeah.
0: By far. That bird face. Oh my god. I
1: actually <laughs> just yesterday I was talking to somebody about Spider Man two, about how it's my favorite Spider Man movie. And I said, But even it has its flaws. And they're like, Why? What you didn't why didn't you like about it? Was it Doc Ock? And I'm like, No, I mean he had his problems too but i generally like doc doc there's the one scene at the very end where he sees mary jane and i don't know how this made it into the final cut of the movie <laughs> <laughs> he sees her and they're lovingly looking into each other's eyes across a distance at each other and something is about to fall and hit her and oh my god he screams and the face he makes <laughs>
0: It's so bad.
1: (laughs) I think they literally took that five seconds of the movie and created Spider-Man 3. (laughs) Pretty much what Spider-Man 3 is. It's like two hours of that five-second clip.
0: (laughs) Now, the problem with Spider-Man 3 is Mm -hmm. never the issue of there's too many villains. It's just they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. And they did a lot of good things with Eddie Brock... That in the comics that they translated pretty well in that, but they did a lot of things that were terrible. And, you know, I like the idea that Eddie Brock could be either way. Like, it sort of depends. If you're going to go with the root of the daily bugle, they can't know each other beforehand.
1: Right.
0: And if you're going to go with the friend angle, then you kind of can't do the spinoff movie. Because then he's gonna be young enough, and you know you run into a lot of the different issues with that. So I'm saying hold off on Eddie Brock, give me Harry Osborn, make it to where it's very similar to what they did with the first series, but just ultimate more like I guess that's a good way to put it. Like make it to where Harry Osborn is kind of a prick, but he deep down is a good person. He's just that spoiled rich kid who puts on a lot of airs right. and you can have him with Lily Hollister and, you know, he's banging Lily Hollister and he's telling Peter about how he should just bang Gwen because, you know, she's there, but deep down, he's looking for something more. And you got Peter, who's the bringing out the heart and Harry Osborne, Harry, who's trying to bring out the more comedic side of Peter and, Now, you don't need to have Harry and Mary Jane get together. You don't need to have a three-way thing, triangle going on with that. But maybe in the future, if you bring Black Cat into the mix, maybe Harry Osborn's the one dating Black Cat. Maybe Harry is uh, responsible for bringing Mary Jane into the group, period. Because she's popular, he's popular, and he's just kind of like, you know what, you should be hanging out with me. And she's just like, Uh, Peter's better. Like,
1: I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing the way she was introduced in the comics,
0: where literally Aunt May is
1: like, you should talk to that nice Watson girl next door. And he's like, sorry Aunt May, gotta go do this. And like the whole time you're not seeing her, it doesn't have to be the end of the movie, but maybe like towards the middle of the movie, he's finally like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll talk to her. And then he sees it. And
0: he's like, oh shit, Aunt right? May. Now,
1: how did he nice. never bump into her in school when it was his next door neighbor?
0: right so how
1: did they ever fix that
0: that um Do you, you go can't to a
1: different school even though they were right next door to each other or like
0: i think you can't get around that you got to make them either go to the same school if they're in the same you know next door neighbor kind of a thing or you make them older or something i don't know like that i think you got to kind of keep them going to the same school the sam raimi mode
1: Cause granted, there's a lot of people that I went to high school with that I did not ever see or talk to either.
0: Yeah, Mary Jane's in the the Bob classes. The <laughs>
1: she's got she's always had Mr. Manahan as a teacher.
0: <laughs> and they're like, Peter, it's a great job that you were in AP this and honors this. And Mary Jane, well, you know, you're graduating this year. We really need to get those fractions figured out. <laughs>
1: Or if you want to explain why Mary Jane is so full-figured, maybe she failed a couple
0: classes. <laughs> you got a couple of teachers, and they're like, Peter, you are a genius. You're going to be really going somewhere in the future. Harry, you've got a lot of money. You're going to be going somewhere in the future. Mary Jane, you got some killer tits. You're going to be going somewhere in the
1: you're gonna marry great people.
0: you're gonna marry somebody like harry he's gonna have a lot of fun with you you're gonna have a lot of fun spending his money
1: <laughs> mutual trust there. right
0: just fly in the face of all the political correctness that people are trying to get with miles morales <laughs> <laughs> so uh as far as relationships and friendships and all let go any other things you want to bring out before we move on
1: uh Not really. Those are the main ones. Got Flash, maybe Eddie. Got Harry, Gwen, MJ. That's pretty much it.
0: Alrighty, we got part four coming up. Casting ideas for some of the different roles. That's going to be a rather quick one. And then we're going to finish this off with some talk about where they go in the future. Welcome to Part 4, we're still rolling on here with our talk about Sony and Marvel having a brand new reboot of the Spider-Man series for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Part 1, we talked about Peter Parker or Miles Morales. Part 2, who should be the villain? Part 3, what did we do with the friendships and the relationships for Spider-Man? Now we're going to get into probably one of our faster topics, uh, casting ideas for some of the different roles. Mostly Peter Parker, because we didn't want to prepare way too much ahead of time. And let's face it, it's kind of hard to cast teenagers. There's not a whole lot of like really prominent teenagers that are acting that we have access to because we're not casting directors. So (laughs) also
1: we're in our mid to late twenties and we don't watch movies where they would be in.
0: Yeah. We're not checking out the Disney channel all the time and we're not, uh, obviously as connected as the people in Hollywood are to get auditions from people that we don't know. So you're not going to hear any unknown names. (laughs) Because we don't know them. They're unknowns. But um, we figured we'd just throw out some other ideas. You know, If we end up mentioning some people that are villains or something or whatever, yeah, you know, happens, it happens. So, uh, mentioning some people that have already been rumored for the parts, I'm going to throw out one person here that I'm not incredibly familiar with, but what I have seen of his, I think he can play the part good enough. Uh, Dylan O'Brien for Peter Parker. Hmm. He's the guy who is in The Maze Runner, and I don't know what else, but I've seen him in Maze Runner. He looks the part, in my mind, he was kind of rebellious in that movie. I don't know if he could play the funny side, and that's one of the issues here. I think Andrew Garfield was amazing as Spider-Man. No pun intended. But Toby Maguire sucked. He was just not funny enough. And you need to take the positives from Amazing Spider-Man, and you need to not lose those. You can't go back to the whiny Peter Parker, and you can't go back to the dead, just no personality Peter Parker either. You need the fun guy, and that's really difficult to find somebody who – Looks like the part because he's got to be attractive enough for people to buy into the idea that he's, you know, a decent looking guy. But he can't be this, like, perfect supermodel looking guy. Right. So anybody who brings up Brenton Thwaites, I think is his name, the dude that was in Maleficent, that dude is pretty. Like, (laughs) he's not – But you also have to believe
1: that Peter's the kind of kid that didn't have friends. Yeah, and have like maybe two or three
0: friends. He's got to be like the, like the she's all that kind of thing. Where yeah. if you put glasses and a stupider haircut and some bad clothes and make him like timid and shy, that people wouldn't be, you know, casting him as the homecoming king. But yeah. you got to make him to where he's not, you know, this gargoyle-looking fucking weirdo. Right. uh,
1: Because
0: he's got to be charming enough, and he's got to be handsome enough for uh, Mary Jane to be interested and stuff like that. So I don't know. The only thing about Dylan O'Brien that I think is negative hurting him, other than the fact that I don't know if he can do the comedic side, is that he's probably too good-looking enough for it. Uh, Somebody else, though, that has been mentioned, and I don't think I've ever seen any movie of his – is Logan Lerman. He's apparently like the front runner. Have you ever watched any of those Percy Jackson movies?
1: I saw The Lightning Thief, and I thought he was okay. I hear he's gotten better, but I haven't seen the things that he's been in. Like, um, what was he, Perks of Being a Wallflower?
0: Was Never he in saw. that
1: one? Um, I, I didn't see The uh, Sea of Monsters, the second Percy Jackson. He, he's not an actor that usually appears in films that I'm the target target audience. But from people I know
0: that do watch him, he's good. So yeah. I'm looking at him up right now, he's 23. I think it says. So still kind of older to play certain parts, but he looks young enough. Like he could be a teenager in my mind. Yeah. Oh, he was in the Patriot. He's one of those little kids in The Patriot. Huh. And apparently he was in The Butterfly Effect, which I don't remember all that much about the movie. Fuck it! The number 23? Apparently I've seen more than one movie that he's been in. <laughs> Holy shit. But you know, I haven't seen Fury. I haven't seen Noah or the Percy Jackson movie. So I don't know if he's got that comedic side. I don't know if he's a good enough actor or what. But looks-wise, he looks the part. Like, I'd buy into him being somebody who could be picked on a little bit. Put some glasses on him, make him shy, a little nerdy. I could see that.
1: Yeah, Logan Lerman was on the top of my list also, until I hit another actor. But I'll let you uh, still uh, who, continue with yours.
0: Who's that one that you got? Okay.
1: So, like I said, Logan Lerman was on the top of my list. But I haven't seen any movies this kid has been in. He's bit well. I saw the Wolfman, but I don't know how big of a role he had in it. I don't remember him in it. But goddamn, I can't pronounce his first name. I think it's Azza or Asa. I think it's Azza Butterfield. He was the kid who was in Ender's Game. Yeah. And goddamn, if he does not just be the spitting image to me of Peter Parker,
0: I now Asa. Asa. But- yeah usually I think that's pronounced ASA so.
1: he was born in ninety seven so he's only just turning eighteen. He looks really young he has glasses on on this IMDB picture I'm looking at, and he looks like a he, he looks like I want to beat him up so like he looks like he would have been picked on, but he's not an ugly kid and he has worked with. The girl on my list for Mary Jane, who is not a knockout, but Sophie Turner, who she has actually been recently cast as the young Jean Grey in X-Men Apocalypse.
0: Ah, that kind of rules her out then.
1: Yeah. That's my only issue with it. But he looks the part. I don't know if you're looking at him right now, but to me it's like, if there's going to be a young Peter Parker... This is young Peter Parker.
0: He looks really young. He looks like he's like 12. (laughs) Right. He's turning
1: 18, though, which means he looks so young that you can use him
0: for for 10
1: years maybe down the line. That's true. And he still might have that baby face. And if you want, like, you have to remember, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield were high school seniors. Like, I don't know how long uh, Amazing Spider-Man into Amazing Spider-Man 2 was. Because in the second one, he graduated high school, but in the first one, he was still in high school. But I have to assume he was at least a junior, if not a senior, and like not too much time had passed. Right. Because they, they still played on the father thing in the second one. I have to believe that if they want young, this kid could play a sophomore in high school.
0: I could buy into that. Uh, I haven't seen any of the movies that he's been in. But if they felt like he was a strong enough person to carry pretty much the entire Ender's Game, because he's the main character, right? And
1: then, yeah, he was Ender in Ender's Game.
0: Oh, the character's name is Ender. Yeah. Oh man.
1: <laughs> and he uh, was also in that movie Hugo in 2011. I didn't see that. Either. And he was he was in he was uh the boy in the striped pajamas in 2008. I didn't 2008. See that either. Fuck. <laughs> well, he was Bruno in that movie. So, like, even though I haven't seen those movies, he's been a star for a while now.
0: If it he's been be cast a junk, in a wide variety of movies like that, he's probably a good enough actor to pull it off.
1: Yeah, I don't know about, like,
0: book. comedic stuff. He's good at that. But... Yeah, I don't, and I don't even know,
1: like, his acting talent. Mm. I can only say, based on the fact that not only has he been in good films... But on his IMDb page, he's got work. He's got 2015 stuff. He's got 2016 stuff. It's, it's not like his filmography just stops like three years ago. He's been acting consistently. So he's got to be casted in all those roles. You know what I mean?
0: Right. I could see that. You know what? If they go with really young – then, man, I have no idea who could play any of the other parts, but, like, <laughs> if they do go with somebody who looks young like that, maybe he would be the best choice. Uh, you know, he's got the credentials behind him for other movies, you know. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not Damn, too familiar I, I just, with him, so I don't know about that. Uh, I just
1: stuck a grenade in, like, all of our other options.
0: Right, yeah. Because I have, for the most part, all older people. Um. Mm-hmm. I had a suggestion if we were going to throw out somebody for Harry Osborn, Anton Yelkin.
1: Yeah, I could see that.
0: But he's way too old to be, yeah, the buddy of Ace of Butterfield.
1: <laughs> right. And, and and the guy that I had is also too old, and that's uh, Dave Franco. Which, yeah, his brother was Harry, but they, they look like brothers, but they don't look identical. And he is an actor in his own right, other than just being known as... Mm. Yeah, but uh, that would have been my pick, but then, like you said, this kid, damn if I know who would play Harry, who would play Eddie, who would play Flash, and the fact that I had, other than that girl who's uh, Jean Grey, that uh, her name just left me. Sophie Turner? Sophie Turner, yeah. Um, I don't watch the show, but there is uh, Game of Thrones. There's an actress on there, uh, Maisie Williams. She's cute, but she's not a knockout like I would have thought for Mary Jane. But she's the same age as Butterfield. Mm. And actually, their birthdays are like two weeks apart. But she also looks really young.
0: So So that's another thing that when we were mentioning before, you can't go with like the overtly sexual black cat character and have like these, you know, these 17 year olds and stuff playing these parts and stuff.
1: If, if there's, if you need any credentials for this girl, other than being a TV star with game of Thrones where she's been on there for years, she's also a rumor, rumored, but like, I think it's pretty much confirmed. Uh, you know, they're doing a last of us movie.
0: Mm, never played the game
1: okay well in the last of us it's about an older man and like a younger girl and the younger girl ellie has been cast as this girl this actress has that part so somebody liked her enough that she's in there Hmm. she's also got other um not big name things uh, she's been in that show uh, Cyberbully. I think it's like one of those ABC family things.
0: I definitely wouldn't have seen it ABC, right. especially ABC Family. Ugh, God. <laughs> yeah,
1: but like I'm looking at this girl's track record on IMDb and just like Butterfield, there's no real gap in her resume. I see 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015. Like she's one after another. She's she's doing stuff. So I have to believe that means she's good. And if you guys are listening and you're fans of Game of Thrones, I've never seen it. But she's Arya Stark. And if she's any good in that, like, obviously she was good enough to land the role in The Last of Us. I have to believe she's at least a semi decent actress.
0: I'm looking at this list right now. I don't recognize any of these names of this. uh... That's
1: the biggest problem. I think we're, you and I might be a little too old to be casting, like, young kids actresses
0: and actors right Right. this list that i'm i'm on ranker.com and it's uh 50 actors and actresses under 18 and of course some of them are like eight and stuff so they don't count this cameron boyce kid looks like he could be a and you know just going by looks alone could be a decent harry maybe this uriah shelton kid but um i am actually familiar with this one name though bella thorne she's that familiar. she's a redhead she was some kind of disney singer chick or whatever but she's like 18 now or 19 or something and, and she she's-, she's very cute uh and i think that she was actually on an episode of red band society which is going to make me bring up another guy uh i think that that show was underrated and shouldn't have gotten canceled by the way just throwing that out there um the main character on the show, or one of the main characters, Charlie Rowe is the actor that played him. Uh-huh. Uh, he is somebody who, he has to play somebody in some superhuman movie at some point. Like, if you were going to cast him in any role right now, right off the bat, I would say, look, this guy's got to either be Peter Parker or Dick Grayson. Like, it has to be. He is a damn good actor he understands how to be comedic but also like his character in the red band society is the jock who ended up getting cancer and had to get his leg amputated but still ended up being like you could uh, believe him being the jock in high school but his character never got to the point where he was like a douchebag or an asshole he was the one who like united everybody together and was kind of funny and stuff but I think that that kid is just – he has a huge future ahead of him. And if you put him as Spider-Man, I'd buy it. If you put him as Dick Grayson, I'd buy that immediately. Uh, He's roughly around that 20-something age rank, so that's when you start getting into a little bit weird. But I'd even buy him as Harry Osborn too. Like that kid could play a lot of different stuff. And if you're going to throw his name out there and you're getting in like the 20s and stuff – Um, That Bella Thorne, um, if she were to play Mary Jean and he were to be Peter Parker, that would work perfectly fine. Who's this uh, Ariel Winter? She looks like she could be somebody. um... Oh, here's a good one. Shit. I didn't think about this at all. Ella Fanning could probably be a really good Gwen Stacy. Okay. I was going
1: to say it's MJ, eh,
0: but it's Gwen. Uh, I can see it. I could see her being the kind of nerdy friend of Peter Parker. Put some glasses on her, put her uh, hair in a ponytail. Is she naturally that blonde or am I just seeing her in like a role? That I don't know. I think she's She seems
1: just to have blonde. darker hair, but it doesn't matter. They can always dye it, whatever.
0: Yeah. Unless
1: but yeah, she's she's on. not yeah, she's not a knockout. She's not like but well, she's not ugly either. Right. She's she's average looking, mm-hmm. which basically at least from what I remember in the comics, Gwen was average-looking. Yeah, Gwen was like, never
0: supposed to be a 10 out of 10.
1: Right. But, Unfortunately, know, they got Emma Stone to do it. who's was like yeah.
0: my 9.5 out of 10. <laughs> right, exactly. She would have been a really good Mary Jane. Yeah. But Jane Levy is somebody I've seen mentioned before. She's probably a little too old for somebody like Anisa Butterfield. Emma Roberts, too.
1: Yeah, and you know what? Now that Anisa uh, Butterfield is like throwing around there and, like, the names floating around, I have to cry internally and, like, not leave my room for a few days that I can't have Anna Kendrick Uh, as Mary Jane. I love Anna Kendrick. Right? She's, like, the only reason I went to go see Into the Woods.
0: See, I wouldn't cast her as Mary Jane. I think if she was going to be in any of these roles, she'd be a good Betty Brant. But I just... Yeah, as, like, that
1: side option. (laughs)
0: Yeah, <laughs> she'd be the main course for me. But uh, I like, think we gotta go. Medal. Yeah, we gotta go with people that are young enough that we don't know who the hell they are.
1: <laughs> yeah, in which case I'll I'll say for my final, uh, what are you pronounce it L or Ella Fanning?
0: I thought it was Ella, but it might be L.
1: Okay, I would say she. I would agree with you. She would be a really good Gwen Stacy. I would say this Bella Thorne, she would be really good. And she's got a movie, um, Amityville, The Awakening, which, okay, another generic horror movie coming out based on a classic. But if she's any good in that, then there's another name thrown around, and she's younger. And then Asa Butterfield for Peter Parker, Spider-Man.
0: And some little douchebag kid for Harry.
1: (laughs) Any one of those Disney Channel kids for Flash. or
0: Some little annoying fucker. Yeah. (laughs) All right. That'll take out us uh, for the casting decision side of things. Obviously, we don't know what we're talking about as much there as we can with the other parts. But hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, We're going to wrap this up in the next part talking about where do we go from here? Welcome to the final part of episode 16. Sony and Marvel are going to be rebooting Spider-Man for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We've been breaking down everything from the villains to the love interests to who should be punching and pounding those two, respectively. <laughs> Giggity. Uh, casting ideas was in part four. We are in part five, the final section that we're going to have here, because we can't do this all day. But uh, that's essentially, we had broken down what they should start off with, now... We're going to get into where they should go from the future. Uh, there have been talks that they still, for some reason, want to do a Venom spin-off movie and a Sinister Six movie. And I'm going to say right now, if you do a Venom movie, okay. Like, I like Venom and I like Carnage. They're two of my favorite comic book characters ever. Like, outside of Spider-Man or in Spider-Man. But it's unnecessary. You don't need to do a spinoff. You can do the two of them in one Spider-Man movie and it'll be fine. But you cannot do a Sinister Six movie. Do you think that that's an option? Or are you in the same boat as I am where they probably saw the plans for Suicide Squad and thought, Shit, we should do that before they get a chance to.
1: I think they had Sinister Six as an idea before DC, because, I mean, DC up until this point, when they made Man of Steel, they didn't even have a cinematic universe planned. They literally made Man of Steel and went, huh, a lot of people liked that movie. Let's make a cinematic universe. At least, like, with Marvel, they kind of had their shit together from day one. They may not have known every single thing they were going to do since Iron Man 1, but they had a pretty good idea. Sony, they keep saying they have a plan, but then things keep happening. I'm going to say they had the Sinister Six before DC had the Suicide Squad. But I'm going to put a little asterisk on that and say the only reason they want to do the Sinister Six still is because not only Suicide Squad, but Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: Yeah. Now, of course, this is speculation. So, right. You know, but at the same time, knowing what I know from documentaries and from just people talking about the way that these things go, I'm 100% convinced this all started back a couple years ago where they went, look, Spider-Man makes us a lot of money. How can we take what Marvel's doing where they've got a lot of movies that are all tied together and make as many movies as possible based off of Spider-Man and just make as much money as possible? And they probably went through and they went, okay, look, we've got, we've got Spider-Man. We can keep doing Spider-Man movies. We can do a spin-off movie of Venom because we've been talking about this for years. What are some other things we can do? And then they got into the idea of, well, we can give Black Cat her a movie. And we can do a Sinister Six movie because people might recognize that name. And we can do an Aunt May fucking movie. And Like, you know, they probably went through and they saw That was
1: literally somebody smoking salvia. And they're like throwing (laughs) darts at a dartboard. And they're like, Aunt May. There you go, man. Right. You guys remember when uh, she was in that movie with the guy with the car?
0: That was a good movie. (laughs) Like I guarantee that had to have been it. Yeah. And if they would have had other characters other than Spider Man, they probably would have done the same thing. They probably if they would have had the Batman series under their control, they would have went, look, let's do a Nightwing spin-off, let's do a Batgirl spin off, let's do a Deathstroke movie, let's do a Robin movie, let's do an outsiders movie instead of Sinister Six, let's do A birds of prey movie they probably wouldn't went through the exact same thing let's do a solo joker movie because marvel wanted to do this too they wanted to do that magneto film and there was talk about a cyclops film
1: yeah and that turned into first class
0: right like they got uh this broad-ranged idea and then went you know what not really as good let's kind of crunch it all back together and make a, one good movie instead of a couple shitty ones. Now, there was going to be X-Men Origins for a lot of people.
1: Right. I remember that.
0: But thankfully they thought better of that idea. They introduced that into first class and then look what you got out of it. A good first class movie and even better Days of Future Past. And you revitalized the series. <laughs> like, yeah. Instead of tanking it downhill like you did with X-Men Origins Wolverine. And X-Men 3. But uh, Sinister Six is a series where, to me, they can't exist on their own. Like, Suicide Squad is basically, let's take some shitty side villains that are kind of on the good side, kind of on the bad side, enough that we can play with it. I mean, Deadshot's not a hero. Right. You know, but... None of them are heroes. They are contract killer type of people that aren't the murderous psychopath people like the Joker and stuff.
1: Right. It's usually they're the weapon that somebody purchases to go and do something, which there has been times where some of the villains have been hired to do a good service, and they did it.
0: Yeah. And there's a long-running history of the Suicide Squad in the comics, too. Like, this isn't something that... Like, the Sinister Six, they haven't had this reputation of being able to go do good things.
1: They've always been Kill Spider-Man.
0: Right. They get together.
1: And the Sinister Six, just like every other team-up, has had many different people on their roster. Usually because they die, but...
0: And it's like, it's in the title. They are the Sinister Six. Right. But Suicide Squad doesn't inherently mean evil. Neither does Task Force X. Right. It's just, you know, you are on a suicide mission and you're a squad. <laughs> yeah. You are a Sinister Six. You're evil motherfuckers. And we are forcing you to do something good. I'm really hoping that. I mentioned this before and I'll kind of backtrack a little bit and mention again. We don't need to have a trilogy anymore. We had our trilogy. We had trilogy essentially with iron man that they're continuing now and they're proving that you can get more than three movies out of something you don't need to have a beginning a middle and an end
1: right and some characters like the suicide squad you can have those characters depending upon how the film is gonna go pop up in other movies and maybe have like not a direct sequel but have a second suicide squad film Mm -hmm. like a lot of people forget The second movie does not have to be a direct sequel. Right. You can have Suicide Squad, and they're going to go, say, capture the Joker, try to kill the Joker, then have, like, five or six years of DC films come out, and maybe you do, like, another Suicide Squad with a little tag on it, like Suicide Squad, a blank mission, just whatever the fuck that would be called. But then it's just the Suicide Squad- (laughs) They're all shooting guns
0: with blanks. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> it could be them going after somebody like Deathstroke.
0: Yeah. Hell, you could have Deathstroke lead the team and have a brand new set of team members. Right. You know, total spinoff kind of thing, but you can't with sinister six, build a movie around them being the good guys and have them be the bad guys in Spider-Man. Right. And that knocks which, out which is, six characters that you could use in the Spider-Man series, which is really scary because a lot of
1: times when we hear that we're going to get a movie about a bad guy or a villain or something like that typically they're on screen and it's like oh well they're kind of redeemable and you kind of like them like maleficent Mm -hmm. maleficent is a villain but she was portrayed in that movie like the victim who meant good but then because of the things about her was forced into evil like no i want to see killers rapists arsonists forced to go do something the entire time like i want Deadshot that entire movie to just be waiting and waiting for like the right moment where he can take the kill shot on amanda waller they should want to kill their handler they shouldn't just be like okay yeah we're gonna go do this mission for you they're literally being made to do this right and the entire time they should be looking for the out to go wreak havoc. That's what I want to see.
0: I want to see like a varying level of them. Like somebody like uh, Captain Boomerang. There, there's been an incarnation that's been heroic in the comics, and then there's been the horrible bastard. So it right. kind of depends on what they're going with. I think they're going with Digger Harkness, and he's just a bastard. So, yeah. you know, you can like make that. him more of a dick than Deadshot. Like Deadshot can be more like, look, I'm. I'm just a contract guy. I do what I'm told. You know, I've killed people. Yeah, it's bad, but you know what? I need to make money and I'll kill more if I need to make money and stuff, but I might have a little bit of a moral code and then there's somebody like the Joker who doesn't, you know?
1: Right. Well, Joker has never been a member of the Suicide Squad. Right. The fact that he's in it, the theory is he's either going to be like Hannibal Lecter and they like go to him for advice or he's going to be the one the Suicide Squad's going after.
0: Right. So, when you try to apply that model to Sinister Six, none of them should have any redeeming qualities. Right. And none of them really have, you know, great personalities to begin with. Like, are you going to do Vulture as, like, the funny one? Right. No. Are you going to do Dr. Octopus as the guy who you kind of root for? He's the protagonist? I don't want to see that fucking... Uh, goofy-looking bastard be the guy I'm rooting for. He's a, a, an asshole. Like, he, you know, was Peter Parker and took over his fucking life in the Superior issues and stuff. Like, right. I think you got to go just look. If you want to do Sinister Six, you got to do them as the villains in Spider-Man. You can't have a solo film.
1: The problem is if you do a solo film of them without Spider-Man, what the hell are they doing? Mm -hmm. Because the whole point of them is they're banding together to kill him. Right. And then if they do band together and it's focused on them and they're the main characters, but Spider Man is in there, then why isn't it just a Spider Man movie?
0: Yeah. And you're not supposed to be rooting against Spider Man. Right. And if they're fighting another villain, then that's seven villains you've taken away from future Spider Man movies.
1: Right. And if you go. Why would the villains be fighting another villain when literally, like I said, the point. Of the Sinister Six is to kill Spider Man. They're not there, like, let's form a team to take over the world, or let's form a team to, like, destroy New York City, or let's form a team to go rob these banks. Their purpose is Spider Man's demise. So, what else are they going to be doing?
0: Right. I can't think of a single situation where this works out, because I've even heard people go, well, you don't need to use the big important ones. And then if you're going to use the shitty villains like the Beatles and jack-o'-lanterns and stuff, I don't want to fucking see them in a movie. movie. Like,
1: right. Put a bullet in Chameleon's head and be done with it.
0: Right. Like, I can't think of a single way that this movie works. So I hope that this is a situation where Sony is just, like, spitting a bunch of venom out.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Oh, shit. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I was like, what are you saying? After? Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, they're just like throwing out ideas and they're trying to make it seem like this deal with Marvel be like, look guys, we really don't know what we're doing. We'll we'll work with you guys, but we had so many plans and we were going to make so much money and you guys really need to give us a big cut because you're going to screw us out of this movie and this movie and this movie. And they're basically talking up the sale when it comes down to Kevin Feige and all them. I really hope that they have, a good enough sense that they go, look guys, can you drop this fucking sinister six movie? Like we can do a venom one. Okay. Right. But and you then, can't even do a black hat movie. Like there were people that, um, you're not a huge fan of the bond series, but I like,
1: bond, but like,
0: yeah, you're not you're like not, I am not, who you not like you are. Yeah. where you're like, Oh yeah. That gadget in the one movie is from whatever. And like, you know, but are you familiar with, um, the jinx Jordan character from die another day that Halle Berry played? she wasn't the Bond girl, right? No, she was the Bond girl. Oh, she wasn't? The, no, that I'm not
1: familiar with
0: it. That movie followed the same pattern of a lot of them. You know, Bond movies are very formulaic, and that's one of the reasons why they're awesome. <laughs> but uh, there's almost always two to three Bond girls in each movie, and there's the one that typically ends up being bad or gets killed or both. Uh, then there's the one that's like, the one that he bangs in the end, <laughs> a lot of them tend to be somebody who he works with in some capacity because they're another agent or something uh-huh. like there was a, uh, in man with the golden gun, there's Mary Goodnight because they all have stupid ass names. Uh-huh. And she in the books was like a secretary essentially. And in the movie, she's more of like a, uh, she's more than a secretary, but she is not a full agent. Like she doesn't know how to do shit in the movie. But she's kind of like a go-between, sort of. Yeah. Um, same kind of thing with Strawberry Fields in Quantum of Solace. And in the Die Another Day movie, ha- uh, Halle Berry's character is an actual NSA agent just working with America. Okay. You know, teams up with Bond, gets to have her own fight scene, kills the other Bond woman who is – uh, Rosamund Pike, who kicks ass in Glen Grill, and I, she better win Best Actress. Um, side notes aside, uh, <laughs> after that movie came out, people were going, they're going to give Jinx her spinoff movie. And we're going to have like, you know, the female James Bond series with Jinx. Oh my Jinx god, Dor- for,
1: for just a second when you said Jinx, I thought you meant the DC villain. And I was
0: like, why? <laughs> no, the Pokemon. <laughs> 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 but people were clamoring for that and they were like let's have you know the female james bond spinoff it never came into fruition because it was something that people just talk about you know they're going to do a spinoff of this and they're going to do a spinoff of that and we're going to get a cyclops movie and we're going to get a Jean gray movie and a nightcrawler movie no we're not you know right and i don't and we shouldn't
1: get all of them no
0: because, because you know what happens great in the
1: comics but they're not interesting ones
0: though. you know what that's the thing when you do a spinoff movie in the uh, film universes and stuff, it's not the same as in the comics. So you can do, you know, a one shot Catwoman movie, a uh, one shot Catwoman comic. She could have her own series in the comics, but you do a Catwoman movie, it bombs. Right. You could do a, a mini series dedicated to the backstory and some big story that deals with Electronachios – Anybody go see that fucking Elektra movie that likes it? No. And the same applies with Sinister Six, I think. You can't do a spin-off Sinister Six thing. You can probably pull off a Venom one.
1: I can see Venom because you could always have Venom versus Carnage.
0: Yeah, and he's got the lethal protector thing where you can have him be the anti-hero who's struggling to figure that out and stuff. The bad part about it is you have to introduce venom into spider-man before you do that because right. he can't be venom and you know without spider-man Right. so to me you don't do either of these if you do any of them in the future you do venom but you do that down the line and if you're not going to do a rated r venom movie where you've got carnage killing people and stuff like that then you know what if you're going to do it pg-13 anyway just do a pg-13 spider-man movie with venom and carnage
1: and they were also planning on doing a uh, female Spider-Man
0: movie. Uh, that too. Like, you can't do a Black Cat movie. Who's she going to be up against? And it, the regular movie-going audience,
1: it doesn't matter how popular Jessica Drew is. You can't do spider woman Because everyone's oh. going to look at that like it's just a girl Spider-Man. Mm,
0: it's not- the same as Supergirl and Superman. Right. It's, by the way, why the fuck is Supergirl getting a TV show? Like, god damn it. <laughs> I don't understand why everybody loves Supergirl so much. Nah, she's just a stupid ass character in my mind. Even, Same even for Superboy. Give me Power Girl. Even Power Girl, like I don't want to see any of that. I mean, I'd see
1: Power Girl over
0: Kara. But. I'll even argue Tim Drake and Jason Todd shouldn't have even really existed to begin with, like, you know. That's taking it to a, a more extreme, but Supergirl, Superboy, you know, they don't need their own spin-offs and you don't need a Black Cat movie, you don't need a what if Gwen Stacy was Spider-Woman movie or you know, I I'll tell you a comic that I never read, Spider-Man loves Mary Jane. That whole thing. I'm not
1: even familiar with it.
0: That that side thing that they've had where it's all just like romance stuff and and superman loves lois lane too like i ain't gonna read that kind of crap uh anything that's built around let's just give somebody a spinoff for the sake of a spinoff no you you can't do that like i'll even argue i love nightwing nightwing is an awesome character dick grayson is without a doubt the best robin and stuff but you know what the people that really want a nightwing movie you know who would he end up facing like right that's it's difficult to figure out and if I can't figure out a way to do a Nightwing movie I damn sure can't figure out a way to do a Sinister Six or a Black Cat movie
2: mm-hmm.
0: but I'd be okay with like if you introduce Black Cat and she's you know been built up in a movie or something like that you can have her guest star on Daredevil and have her involved with Kingpin like you can get more mileage out of these characters you don't need to do spinoff movies What would you like to see, though, uh, when it comes to how they fold them into the Marvel Cinematic Universe and just Spider-Man movies in the future? Do you want them to do just a bunch of Spider-Man movies and keep them going as often as possible? Or do you want to see, like, Um, take breaks every once in a while or recast people?
1: Here's the problem. Right now, only things that we know are that we are going to see a new Spider-Man in a movie – before a solo movie, July 28th, 2017. That's literally all we know. Which means, I mean, it's, even though it's obvious to us, there's only two movies, well, four movies, technically, that come out before that July 28th, 2017 movie. You got Captain America, not Captain America, you got, um, Avengers Age of Ultron. It's already done filming, and I doubt, even though some people think it's gonna happen, I don't think we're going to see a post credit scene with Spider-Man.
0: Nah. We're going to get Captain Marvel, if anything, or something. Actually, nah, I, we're going to get Black Panther, if anything.
1: I, I actually thought we were going to see a setup before Ragnarok.
0: That's true. We could get that.
1: Yeah. But uh, then we're going to get Ant-Man. No reason to have Spider-Man. Then we're going to see Captain America's Civil War based on a comic book series in which Spider-Man was a main character.
0: What if we do, by the way, get something with Ant-Man, where there's like the, the post-credit sequence is an ant, and then a spider comes along?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it. That's the setup for Spider-Man. There's literally just an ant, and then a spider eats it.
0: Yeah, he just eats it, and you just hear om-nom-nom-nom, nom, nom, and then he's just kind of like, yeah, Spider-Man, guys. Like <laughs>
1: then, then you hear Paul Rudd go, wait, I wanted to change my name from Ant-Man, and now there's Spider-Man? <laughs>
0: They just have Paul Rudd come, like, walk into the shot, break the fourth wall, and go, guys. guys I'm sorry about Ant Man. This kind of sucked. <laughs> Spider Man's coming, so <laughs> eh, eh, how about that? No, don't nah. leave Marvel, please.
1: <laughs> don't leave the theater yet, guys. Yeah. But um, then after that, you've got Doctor Strange, which he's a new hero. There's no reason to muddle his story and his origin and his villains. With a random Spider-Man. So I feel like Spider-Man is definitely going to be in Civil War. So we're going to get him in Civil War. Then we're going to get him in a solo movie. And that's really it for now. There actually hasn't been any deals. Anything on the table. Anything announced about him in other movies. We literally could be speculating on things that won't happen. Because I don't know... Like, nothing was, I don't think, written legally. I don't think there's anything that says Marvel... Like, people seem to think Marvel has Spider-Man back. No, they don't. They get to use him in the MCU, but so far, that's only for one movie. Right. And then they're going to help with the spinoff, which, well, the solo film, which, I've been thinking about this. Has anyone even said... That the solo Spider-Man movie is in the MCU?
0: Oh, yeah. I think that they announced that it is. Did they?
1: Because in the original press release, they... I mean, sure, it's been assumed. But I haven't really heard about Spider-Man being amongst the MCU films. Which it has to be. Because it's going to exist within the cinematic universe. Mm -hmm. But I haven't heard Marvel talk about that movie. Like it's going to be... One of theirs. I don't know. But if that's the case, then Sony could just do whatever the heck they want. But then it would confuse people as to why there are two different Spider Man characters and why you had to get rid of Andrew Garfield if Sony's Spider Man is different. Right. But I don't know. What even was your original question at this
0: point? <laughs> What it boils down to is, um, you know, where do you think that they should go in the future? Do you think that this should just be another series that keeps going the way that they've been doing with the other ones? Or, you know, do I you keep going even after Avengers Infinity Part, uh, Infinity War Part 2? Like, well, I'm still saying immediately, Infinity War Part 2, even though they've got Inhumans, which comes after it, which makes no sense to me right now. Right. Hopefully they aren't just like, we'll figure it out, but they have a plan but to me maybe that is a big reboot kind of thing or something i,
1: I thought they were going to soft reboot it where they recast some of their original characters and they completely redo it but then i thought why would you introduce captain marvel black panther Inhumans right at the end where you're literally about to reboot right Th- that doesn't make sense I, think, I figured if they're not going to do a reboot, which they could, I mean, the Infinity Gauntlet can rewrite reality, but if they're not going to do that, I assume they're going to go with the Illuminati. And we're not going to see Robert Downey Jr. often, because he's going to take one of the gems and just go off and do his own thing. Maybe.
0: Or maybe they'll just use that as an excuse to recast, but keep the characters going still.
1: Right. Like, that might be the end of some of the actors' contracts, Mm -hmm. but the same characters will still go on and do whatever. Right. But it doesn't make sense to have a brand-new Spider-Man in 2017, have Black Panther in 2018, Inhumans in 2019, Captain Marvel in 2018.
0: Doctor Strange. And then
1: Doctor Strange in 2017. And then in 2020, you're rebooting. Right. It it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So I I feel like they might start doing recasts at that point, but they're just going to go... I mean, Illuminati wasn't a storyline, if I recall. It's just a group. So it's not like you're going to have an Illuminati film, right?
0: Right. I mean, you could kind of make a whole film about that, but...
1: Yeah. I mean, it's obviously going to be different because uh, Marvel Studios doesn't have the rights to the Submariner. They don't have the rights to Xavier. Um, They don't have the rights to... um, Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four. So, obviously, it's going to be a different kind of Illuminati from the comics. But there's stuff that I think they can do. And it doesn't have to keep escalating. Like, first Avengers was citywide. Second Avengers is global. Third and fourth Avengers is galactic. That doesn't mean we have to start like doing other universes, yeah,
0: multiverse, like
1: right? They don't have to keep going grander and grander. You can then bring it down and go back to like street level. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to just keep getting bigger, right? So with the Spider-Man movies, the only issue that I'm gonna see is the fact that they've got these Netflix series because you've got Daredevil. Who is in Hell's Kitchen. Who is right there. And you're going to have to explain now. If Scorpion. Is tearing through Brooklyn. Why doesn't Daredevil. Who's right over in Hell's Kitchen. See what's happening. Well, <laughs> see. <but> <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
0: There's your explanation. Why he doesn't see what happened.
1: <laughs> but with his super hearing. Why doesn't he know what's happening. And go help Spider-Man. Right. Why doesn't. Why don't the Defenders, at the end of this Netflix thing, why don't they jump in and help? Like, now they're, we've reached a point where they've sort of figured it out. Like, oh, well, these films happen too close together. So Captain America, that film takes place in, like, two to three days. He doesn't have time to just be like, yo, Iron Man, help me. Like, there's people trying to kill him, like, every hour. So that is explainable. But eventually, with all these heroes, you're going to hit a point where, goddamn. Doctor Strange is about to die. Why can't he call up the Avengers and be like, guys, I really need your help right about now. Right. So that's the only trouble I see with Spider-Man, is that you've got heroes right there in New York who are just going to disappear. And then if you have Daredevil Season 2 or Season 3, however long it's going to take before Spider-Man comes out, Then why, if a building collapses in the Spider-Man movie, why don't you hear about that in Daredevil?
0: It's going to be tough to balance out, that's for sure.
1: And it's the only problem I see with Spider-Man, is that you've got all these villains who are really powerful, and if they do too much destruction, now you're going to have to worry about all your other characters.
0: And then you throw Sinister Six in, and the whole thing goes crazy.
1: Right. Then you've got six powerful villains tearing through New York City. Spider-Man's off on a field trip somewhere, I guess. <laughs> and Daredevil isn't jumping in there to help. Like, I don't know. I'll
0: tell you what, Daredevil doesn't want to see a Sinister Six movie.
1: <laughs> He's not going to see a Sinister Six movie. Exactly.
0: That's how I hope. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, if, they, if they do a Sinister Six movie, or if they do Spider-Gwen, I might wish I was Matt Murdock.
0: Right. <laughs> so, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Obviously, if we start hearing more information about any of this, you guys can check fanboysanonymous.com, see if anybody feels inclined to uh, give their opinions about that kind of stuff. If huge casting news or something like that happens, guaranteed somebody will end up jumping on it. Uh, in the future, we're going to be covering... All the cinematic uh, movies that we can, you know, we always do movie reviews for those and stuff. Uh, later on this month, we're actually going to be doing the first of two different editions of the Four Real Movie Club that are going to be based off of that. We're going to do the Phase 1 movies in March, and then in uh, April we're going to do Phase 2. That'll give us a little bit of a prep to go into Age of Ultron. Then, of course, we're going to do a review point of that. Later on, we're going to shit all over Ant-Man if we need to, <laughs> and uh, you know, eventually we're going to figure out a lot of the different answers to a lot of the questions that we proposed for this episode, so uh, I think that's pretty much going to do us in for all the Spider-Man talk, as we did when the other parts. Make sure that you guys leave your comments below, tell us what you think, casting decisions, villains, love interests, Peter Parker, Miles Morales, what do you think is going to happen in the future? Anything you guys want to say about Spider-Man, leave your comments below. Uh, we have one more thing we got to do for this, and that's just to plug some other things. We're kind of in plug mode right now, but uh, Sam, is there anything you want to throw out there?
1: Um, no, just check me out on fanboysanonymous.com. I'll be keeping you guys up to date on any Spider-Man news that uh, pops up.
0: Alrighty righty, guys. Uh, check out all the other podcasts that we've got going on. If you are on iTunes or Stitcher, then subscribe on YouTube. If you're on the opposite, do the opposite. Uh, pay attention to, if you're a wrestling fan, smarkoutmoment.com for anything that's going to uh, pop up under that branch of the mango tree. Uh, listen to the All Talk Show whenever we decide to do that podcast, because that just pops up out of nowhere. We've got the uh, Sand and Snow podcast coming up soon on Vanboysunonymous.com for you Game of Thrones people. Dace Man show is every week. MegapowersRadio.com. Lots of different things that you guys can check out, depending on what you're interested in, so... You know, if you're a fanboy like we are, then uh, you're in the right spot. Uh, For Sam Lassio, I am Tony Mango. This has been another episode of the group meeting, and I think that this group meeting is adjourned. See you next time, everybody.